had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your hubbearer. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Welcome in, everybody. It is Wednesday, November 1st. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. Coming to you from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in sunny Louisville, Kentucky. Cards fans, if you're looking for a competitive advantage in today's data-driven world, look no further than UofL's Masters in Business Analytics. You can earn yours in just 12 months. No previous coding experience is required. Now available both online and in person to get started or learn more, visit business.louisville.edu backslash MSBA today. On the air today from 3.05 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the planet Earth. You know us as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey on the day after Halloween. We flipped the calendar. It's officially November. Thanksgiving time is here. TK, how are you on this fine Wednesday? I'm hoping, I'm assuming... Better than 24 hours ago when we were doing this intro and we already had like 23 texts in the text line. Well, yeah, it, the farther we get away from any basketball game is, 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 is a better day, right? At this point, yes. Yeah, I mean, just as long as we get away from it. It's, and you, you, meant, you said it, the, the Halloween has passed. It is now November, which means it's gobble-gobble season, which is perfect in my wheelhouse. This you love my, Thanksgiving. This is my month. This is my time to shine. This is when, this is when Trevor gets his. Okay. And his is turkey. <laughs> <laughs> and stuffing. I had this Maybe is a, she'll get some stuffing too. This is a real thing. <laughs> I, I did not I didn't tell you this. So last week when you were out, I don't know if you heard any of the show when we talked about this. There was one day, it may have been Wednesday last week, where like I was getting it from all angles. Like I I, I was just getting it was like an old school Mike Rutherford day where like I'm I'm engaged in wars, I felt like, even though I'm not really fighting. I've got like TJ and the UK people coming out, they're playing clips from our show on their show, talking about how I don't, I'm, I'm not respecting Kentucky basketball enough, and you know, I, you know, I, I think I try, yeah, you, yeah, you hated on them by picking them like 25th or something, right? Yeah, and that was before they got Trey Mitchell, so like I, I would, I think they're probably like a, a round number 20, which I don't think is terrible, but they're like, you know, TJ thinks they're going to go 40 no again this year, so like I, I've got that going on. I'm the KP Mafia's target of the day, like they're going nuts about me on, on me about the posting a, a, a story from. The Fayetteville Observer or the 24-7 yeah, sports. the lies you told on LLS and the coaching staff. Exactly. The, the quotes that I got yeah. myself and just made up and put out there to the world. So the, all, all of that's going on. And so I was thinking, and I was like, you know what we're going to do next week? Because you know, we're getting closer to basketball season. We're going to have one day, and it was probably going to be this day because it's right in the middle, away from the Duke game, before the Virginia Tech game, where we're going to be nothing. We're going to do a real, genuine, positive Day of Louisville basketball talk, where like everybody that had to text in, stop, 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 stop. Everybody that texted in, 
had to say something. You just we weren't allowed to bitch and, and, and moan about U of L basketball for one day. Couldn't say anything negative, and you couldn't do any of like the fake positive stuff where it's like, I think they're going to score ten points in a game. Like, <laughs> it was going to be like, hey, genuine reasons to feel optimistic about the season. I don't think we can do that anymore. Like, like there's there's absolutely no way to do that today. I mean, I was assuming they're going to beat Kentucky Wesleyan and beat them relatively handily, so we could actually like. You know, be like, I think they're going to win 15 games. Or I think, you know, just some, uh, Trey White looks like a potential NBA player. Sky Clark is an upgrade from LLS. And there's just no way to do that today. So we will try to deviate from the basketball talk as much as possible. We left like 75 unread texts yesterday. That's how upset people were. We'll, you know, we, we'll get a little, it's, it's weird Wednesday. We'll try to get a little bit off the beaten path. We'll react to some football stuff that's out there. I'm sure basketball will come up at some point. But in addition to just, wrecking our show yesterday, they kind of ruined my Wednesday show as well by losing that game on Monday. So, sorry? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not to, to diminish Somebody your, should say so. your pain, but I think they ruined a lot more than just a Wednesday for some They people. ruined a lot of things on, on Monday. Yeah, sure. I mean. Anyway. I, I don't know. I guess, I mean, I could, I mean, I can't, yeah, I can't find a way to be positive without sounding like sarcastic. Exactly. I mean, same. There's just, there's no way to do it. I one, can't fake one, it. One positive about the game. We're one game closer to getting rid of KP. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be all stuff like that, which, I, I, trust me, I understand. I wouldn't be able to do it either. But, Trevor, uh, I think the question on everybody's mind here as we settle in on this Wednesday afternoon, how did the fortune cookies go over last night at oh, Kelsey Manor? I'll tell you what, last night was an interesting night in, 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 the, in the Kelsey uh, sure kingdom. Sure was. Um, so, it starts off with me getting home. And like I, I recently, we have not had a lot of trick or treaters in my neighborhood, which is kind of sad because my neighborhood, my neighborhood used to be bumping. Like it used to be, it used to be, you know, one of the hot spots of of the East End of Louisville when you talked about Halloween back in the day. You know, we have you've got mine, you've got Langdon Place, you've got Plantation, you've got you've got Dove Creek, you got all these neighborhoods all connected, so you can all just kind of go around in them all. And uh, but recently, it's been kind of down. So, but this year, no. I don't know if everyone's just been, like, all were breeding, like, eight years ago at the same time, and they're all just now coming up at the right moment. But, like, it was it was so, it was was so pretty busy in my neighborhood to the point where I don't know what my new mayor was thinking. But as I, so I'm, as I'm pulling in my neighborhood, there's, like, those, you know, those things you put, like, when you're doing traffic, like, for uh, uh, concert events and stuff, the, um, the barriers you put up. Yes, yeah. Um, so, I guess, like, I, I didn't get this memo. I'm not on the like the website or whatever, and apparently like they, they were like they wanted to deter from traffic on the streets because of kids trick or treating. Okay, so apparently he like I, I I don't know what his thought process was, but they basically blocked off the entrance to my neighborhood. Like they put like those those little those barriers that like fold out, you know, they're wooden, and they put them across like the entrance. And here I am pulling in. I'm like, what the bleep, you know, like. This is my neighborhood. Like I live here. Like I didn't get anything of this. So the frustration of this Trevor just said screw it. And I just drove through them. <laughs> ran two, two or three of them over. Just ran them over. I just ran them over. Uh, I'm so I'm assuming everybody. So anybody came home after me had no worries about getting there. There was a path clear through there for, because of me. Uh, I was a little worried that I may have done something to my tire because when I ran it over, it's like you know because there would. But uh, you ran over a kid. <laughs> Why didn't you run over the From kid? From yourself here on the radio? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I don't think it was a kid. But anyway, um, so I, I cleared out that. That was like the, the initial like opening of my night. I'm like, really, really, you're going to keep me from my neighborhood. So You know what this says to me? You know what this screams? <laughs> What's this? Coup. 
Yeah, I think I think so too. I think you need to storm the Capitol. So I, I, I basically break through the barrier that is uh, the Briarwood uh, uh, Bridge, and I go through there and I get home. And like I'm as I'm driving like around my neighborhood, neighborhood's not big, but there's like there's kids everywhere. Like they're, 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 it is somewhat packed, and I'm like, good lord, you know. So I I pull in, and I'm like, you know, it's cause it's not even dark yet, you know. And I'm like, you know, hey, your mom has been busy. She's like. She's like, I'm, I'm like halfway out of fortune cookies. Oh, God. And so, like, the dogs are going nuts. And, of course, I get home and they could care less about trick-or-treaters. They just stay in the room with me. And, like, I hear my mom just like, like 30, 45 minutes later, mom's I'm out of fortune cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? She's like, I got to go to the dum-dums. I'm like, okay. So she's, like, panicking almost. Like, she has, she's, she's giving out dum-dums now. I don't know what time it was, but she, she yells back in the room. She goes, I'm down to three dum-dums. I think I'm going to close up. <laughs> like, don't close up. I'll give them dollars. <laughs> just, just let them. We eventually did actually run out of dum-dums. We gave up some of my, uh, my Tootsie Rolls. And it, after that, it was pretty uh, pretty smooth sailing. And then it stopped showing up. Wow. But I was happy to get rid of all, all the fortune cookies. Granted, we were giving away like four or five to a person. How were the looks from the kids when this was happening? I didn't. I don't know. I wasn't giving that candy out. I was out in my room. I didn't have my shirt on. I wasn't allowed to go to the front door. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what to say. According to the pro officer, I was allowed to let them come to the house as long as I didn't greet them. Uh, well, <laughs> anyway. So that was uh, the Halloween. house wasn't egg. That's all that matters. No, no eggs. No, uh, no sausage. No, no ham. Um, just, uh, just a bunch of kids with, uh, some, some bright features and a cookie. It was, uh, it was a very cold Halloween. That was, a that was a, I was looking at pictures from the last few years since we had the kids and everyone's wearing kind of like early fall kind of clothes. Like the kids are wearing their normal costumes, no coats or anything. And I was like, ah, this sucks. <laughs> like, like having to, to bundle the kids all over. You can't even tell what anybody's costume is because I, hate it's, that. I know it, it's just, you know, it's. Like we had to, like John was Woody from Toy Story, and he's wearing his big, like thick blue coat, and we had to like pull his like handkerchief kind of out of the <laughs> of the coat so you could like see something that he wasn't just a kid wearing a coat walking around there. But it was a lot of fun, you know. This was the you know, Virginia's four now, so this was her, I guess, like third technical Halloween where we did trick or treating. This is probably one of the first ones she's going to remember, really. It's, yeah, I mean, this is like this was the first year. Like, you know, last year she got it. Yeah, you know, the first year. When she was many, we just had John, which is crazy that we John was four days old and we're like walking around with him. God love Mary. Like, you know, Virginia is she's just over two. She's kind of where John is now, and like she gets it, but she's you know she needs help going to every house and like she's kind of like she's sort of like shy and she doesn't want to do too much and and all that stuff. Last year she kind of gets it more, but you know she's still she's still pretty little. This was the first year where like she's like sprinting from house to house, like way ahead of all of us. Like she's all about it. She knows what she's doing. I say trick or treat. They give me candy. I say thank you. Boom. This is great. This is the coolest thing in the entire world. And it's freezing, and she does not care at all. Like she's Cinderella in a coat. She's she's gonna fill this candy bag up to the brim. You know, John is so little, so he wants to go back a little bit early. Uh, Virginia's cousin Audrey, who's like eight months older than she is, she's also cold. She wants to go back early. Virginia's got no plans of going in. Like like she is. She's like I'm. 
This was the first year. Typically, we just go up and down the street because we have a, a pretty long street, and almost all the houses give out candy. Yeah, so, in a nice neighborhood. Yeah, so that's you know that's uh, you basically you're gonna get your fill if you go up into the street. This was the first year where Virginia's like, I'm going to the next street. Like like we're going over, <laughs> and I was like, I'll I'll stay out with you. Everyone in our house has been kind of not feeling well, so Mary, I was like, you're 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 not feeling good. Like go in with the kids, and so Virginia and I just like trick or treated for an extra like 15, 20 minutes, and she got. A bleep ton of candy. It, it was awesome. Did any of the houses? Did, did you have any uh, fortune cookie houses in your neighborhood? There were no fortune cookies uh, okay. in, in our neighborhood. Or that man urging an apple or no know. real weird stuff. Like okay. it, it was mostly by the book. And all right, good. Like John did, did not really get it. You kind of had to like force him to go up to the house, and yeah, you know, he would say he like kind of like mumble something and then say yeah. th- thank you, and and he, you know. But the good thing about our street and it being so cold and everyone I think was expecting there to be not that many trick-or-treaters it's every house is giving out like five pieces of candy they're, they're like just just take it all so like you only had to go to seven houses to kind of get your fill so they were they were pretty good they enjoyed themselves everybody had fun even though it was cold like every picture of my kids outside their cheeks look like a Christmas photo like their cheeks <laughs> are just like bright red and they're snot running down their their face and it was just it was a little bit of a mess but it was a lot of fun it's always good to see your kids like anything make that makes them that happy. Did, it's did gonna you, make you. Did that. you run into the houses like your so your own that just had the candy out front? That, yeah, what, a few. was it empty? Yeah, no, 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 they weren't. We we did have to like all of our candy was gone. We when did you, we refilled it a couple of times and then finally, th- thankfully, I think it was it was late in the night. It was when I don't think we get like we didn't have any late super late trick or treaters this year, which is a rarity. Well, what would you consider late? Like I, I told the story on air last year. Do you remember the remember. story about how like it was like eleven thirty? No, I and don't remember that. Mary and I were watching like TV and getting ready yeah. to go to sleep, and this guy, th- this dude probably is like 25, like knocks on the door and he's like frantic, and he like looks like he's on something, and he's like, he's like, I'm so, I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. It's, it, it's, it's my daughter's first Halloween, and we're trying to get. And like, I look in the car, and like, it's a woman holding a baby who's asleep, and she's like waving at me, and I'm like, yeah, have have some candy. Like, Thank you so much. Thank you. So-. Like, it was the weirdest thing I've ever been a part I think of. I vaguely remember that now a yeah. little bit, but yeah, I'd forgotten it until yesterday because. I feel like we every single year that we've lived in this house, there's always been like, almost always, one or two times where like it's super late. It's like ten o'clock. That you know we've been out. We turn the light on the front porch off. We don't have any candy left. And like a group of kids or like an adult will knock on the door and be like, and we're like, it's 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 too late. How do you knock on the door when the light is off? Exactly. I mean, that's, that's, that's the, the universal sign that yeah, the we're door, out or we're not doing this. In our case, like the door, the wooden doors closed. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, that's. Just, I don't think we ever. I think our latest one last night was maybe no more than eight. It, it, last night was same, same here. Yeah. Like, when, once it got dark, it was pretty much all done. And you know, I, I don't, wasn't really keeping track because by the time we got home, you know, we just had the we we didn't we weren't handing out. We still just like left the little bowl on the porch. So maybe some bleephead kid just like took it all like you back in the day. I don't know. But I would have. All of our candy was gone. It was nice. It was fun. Um, Six to nine is the is the, the peak. Halloweening, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I left a little bit early yesterday so we could get everybody ready. We left, yeah. we left, uh, we walked out the door right after six, and I think we were like, well, hell, the, the two other, the two other kids were back in the house by like six forty-five. Virginia was going; she would have gone to like seven forty-five, <laughs> I think. But she now, was all about. Now, it. did you get an actual bag, or she's like a the pillowcase? She's got like an actual. She's got one. I think every single kid in Louisville now has them. The pumpkin, at least little kids, the, the pumpkin that has like her name embroidered on it, like. I don't know about it, I, I, when you say pumpkin, I'm picturing the the green or the orange pumpkins you get like at McDonald's. Well, they brought those back now, so we have those too. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. I see. I had like a plastic pumpkin that I used every year. That's what I've got it in my front door with yeah. my with head all my cookies in it. I'll That's what it I use. But now she's got like the the fancy one. It's like cloth, and 
we went to the trunk or treater school, and I think like every single kid that <laughs> that we knew there had the exact same <laughs> one with their names on it. We didn't get one for John. John gets the, got the short end of the stick. He had like an old school kind of like bucket well, that he matters, was carrying. He yeah. did. He, he had like a bag, and he was just. I mean, he was. Once he saw Virginia and Audrey sprinting around, like all he wanted to do was like sprint behind them, and he was just having the best time, just kind of running up and down the street. So, <laughs> like he was, yeah. And then once he started seeing that he was getting candy, he was like, okay, like he would just go up and just like put his hand in the bowl and like take the chocolate. And he was having fun. Now, has Virginia gotten to the age where you can't steal her candy as much as you want to, like you could before and earlier in Halloween's? Uh no, she didn't really care. She's she's Virginia. Virginia's she gets really really frustrated when something bothers her, and like she will have the meltdowns where she's just inconsolable. But outside of that, she's really sweet. Like, she was offering everybody candy last night, and she was, you know, she's like, Audrey, would you like a piece? Like, Daddy, would you like this piece? Like, this is your favorite. She's she's pretty good about stuff like that. She's a good share. But uh, she, the problem that we had is last night, we started explaining, you know, tomorrow it's it's November, so Halloween's kind of, kind of over. Like, you know, the decorations will start taking them down. And so she was like, let's put the Christmas tree up. And... I was like, well, that's it's too early because uh, Mary you and I wait a month. Mary, well, we're not going to wait a month. Well, but Mary and I fought about this. Pass. Yeah, we, we, Mary and I fought about this before we got married, and we came to the conclusion that like we'll change it up every year because I was very much no Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving. She very much is the opposite, and so we're like, we'll swap every year. Well, that didn't happen because she's like, she's like, if you want to swap, then you can just do the tree yourself. And I was like, well, that's not going to, that's not going to work. She well, loved doing the tree. Like Christmas decorations this year, people. Yeah, she she loves doing the tree, so I kind of just let her. And at this point, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's Except not, the year you destroyed it. Yeah, it was bad. It's not a, it's not a fight worth fighting. So this morning, get to choose to pick your battle. Virginia was like. I want to put up my little Christmas tree. She has a little Christmas tree that goes in her room every year. And she accompanied, we don't have, we still, we don't have childcare on Wednesday, which is still, we're scrambling. It sucks. Like we're like doing, taking shifts to work. But so Mary took the kids to, John had a doctor's appointment. And so she took Virginia with her because Virginia's kind of calms John down. And afterwards they went to Hobby Lobby and Virginia got all these like little Christmas ornaments for her mini tree. So when I left the house today for the radio, John was taking a nap, Virginia Mary's getting out the Thanksgiving decorations for the house. Virginia was starting to decorate her Christmas tree while wearing a Sarah Sanderson witch costume. So we <laughs> were tackling all three of the big holidays at the exact exact same time. Outside, I've still got all my outside Halloween decorations up. Inside, we got some Thanksgiving stuff. And now Virginia's room is all Christmased out, as she still is is very much in hocus pocus mode. So we're just we're just worlds colliding everywhere. Holidays at war. It's madness inside the Rutherford house. I don't know what we're going to do. Sounds fun. It is fun. It, 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 but it's also, I'm like, you know, at some point we got to turn the page from Halloween. Not yet. It's still, it's one day. I get it. But. Another, another another house disrespecting Thanksgiving. The best holiday in the in the world. Look, I love Thanksgiving. And I'm excited about this year's Thanksgiving. Um, you know, we're going to, we, we're staying in town this year. Last year, remember, we all caught COVID. So we didn't get to really do Thanksgiving. We had to do, uh, we, we ended up getting Cracker Barrel, and it just—I it, think I remember they forgot the gravy. They forgot like everything. It was yeah. terrible, and, and the food was not that good. It was just—it was a disastrous Thanksgiving. We ended up going to the Light Center Louisville uh, thing because it was you know we're like Thanksgiving night. Who the hell is going to be here? And it was—it was nice to not have a gigantic line. It was, was kind of worth. It. I kind of wish that we. I hope we can make that a tradition. I'd love to do that this year. We alternate holiday. We alternate Thanksgivings. One year we go to Springfield. One year we stay here, and we kind of try to keep it on line with my family we, they do a big thanksgiving one year where we have a bunch of relatives from from outside coming in town and then the other year it's kind of small thanksgiving so we try to keep it when we're going to, to big thanksgiving 
But I, I like the, I kind of wish that we could do it every single year where we'll go to Lights Under Louisville after we have dinner and do all that stuff and just make it a new Thanksgiving tradition. I think we'll try to do that this year. But we have the Lions. We got Jack Harlow. It's going to be fun. I'm excited about Thanksgiving this year. UK football game that weekend. We'll be reacting to the Empire Classic basketball, which we can oh, there's, there's one thing eat not, ourselves away from that. Not, not everything is, is to be thankful for, right? We'll see. We'll see, but, but probably not. But it was a good holiday. The Rutherfords were happy. We had a fantastic. I was like you. I was surprised at the high number of trick or treaters we had. I mean, I think I think we. I don't want to say we had a record, but over the last thing maybe five or six years. I mean, obviously, I guess you you know COVID aside. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I think it was most we've had probably in maybe good seven, maybe five, six, seven years. I don't understand the lack of continuity either. Since, since we've moved into this house, you know, like there's a big apartment comp- complex across the street from us in on. Across Breckenridge Lane, mm-hmm. and so you know, you're going to get a lot of kids from there anyway. So it, it shouldn't be a whole deal like you're saying, where people in the area you know have kids, and you know, all these kids grow up, and then it's light years. Like we should have a, a pretty set, consistent number of kids trick or treating. Well, yeah, and also you're you like me, or you're in a pretty good size. I mean, yeah. Matthews is a good sized neighborhood. I mean, you don't. You and know. our street is kind of like it's one of the main yeah. streets that goes it connects from Breckenridge to Browns to Hubbard's. Like you, so you we, we have a lot of through traffic. I was like, there have been a couple of years where we just haven't had very many kids at all and then other years like this one where it's just been like a steady stream steady stream of, of kids everywhere and i thought maybe because of the of the, the cold it was going to keep kids away last night but no it was a it was pretty our, our street was pretty much hopping all night yeah i think i think i feel i feel like i've noticed like more families moving into my neighborhood over the last couple years which is probably one reason why it's increased this year i was just happy not to see the the it, it would annoy me i think one year i guess it's because it may be a little colder out but the year that everyone was just driving down the street and they would drive up to your house and we get have, out. We have a lot of those. And walk up and then go back to the car and then drive to the next house. It's like, what are you doing? Last night we had a lot of those because it was so cold. We, it we wasn't had, even that cold. We had, there was, I was talking to some of the people. They're like, yeah, it was like a guy and he's like, My, isn't, her mom's making me do this. And I was like, well. I mean, if it's, so cold, if it's that cold where you don't want to take the kid out, then leave the kid at home and you go out and just do the trick, trick or treat. They're not going to notice. There were a couple of dads that were just like going up to every house. I'm like, this defeats the purpose. It just, does kind of, but I mean. Also, I did notice, like, I don't know, the people across the street from me who, I mean, I don't know them well, but mainly because it's like, it, there's some, they're a little younger and it's a woman. She's kind of cute, but she doesn't speak like any English and she can't drive worth of crap. Uh, but like, I noticed like, I guess they didn't want anybody walking up to their house per se. So they like had their candy at the end of the driveway on a table. And I had a note with it. I guess it said take one or something. I didn't yeah, there's a lot of houses that do that. I didn't, I've never noticed that. I thought you always put the candy just like in your front door. Most people do. It's what we do. There are several houses that set up like tables. So because their their house is like set so far back and it's just. Well, that's you know, not this case, for example. But I mean. I'm fine with yeah. that. It's, yeah, I'm good with that. I was new to it. I hadn't seen it. I was like, okay. I mean, you're going to put that much effort in. I just like, why don't you just give out the candy? There were multiple people that wanted to talk to me about Kenny Payne, which <laughs> not as many as I feared, which was nice. But a couple of times, like, hey, Mike, you know, it's like, like, so is he going to make it through the year? I'm like, we're not doing this tonight. Give me some Snickers. Like, it was just, you know, I, I, I don't want to do. I mean, I didn't. We didn't bring this up yesterday, but we hit the point where you go to a house and some, instead of candy, someone gives you a U of L basketball ticket. <laughs> we're coming close. <laughs> Here you go. Go go enjoy Bellarmine, little buddy. <laughs> I tweeted this out yesterday. We didn't talk about it on the show, but I, you're probably like me where people are just, you know, people you haven't talked to in a while are, are just, they, they're texting you because they want to talk about Kenny Payne. I got an email from somebody that I, and if they're listening to the show, I apologize, have, have literally not talked to you since high school. Have not <laughs> talked to you since high school. I don't even know if we're Facebook friends. 
And he sent me a message. Well, like, you don't do anything on Facebook anyway. I, 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 exactly. Like, I, I don't know. We, we, we haven't interacted. But maybe, like, I'm saying, like, I don't know if I've kept up with this person at all over the last 20 years. And they're like, hey, Mike. Like, you know. Like, <laughs> Luckily, you still have the same email since high school. Exactly. Well, my email is also not hard to find. <laughs> yeah. But they're like, yeah, hey, like, hope all's well, man. Like, you know, love seeing your, your kid and whatever. And then it's just like right into it. It's like, we can't keep doing this. And I was like, <laughs> like what do you want me to say? What what kind of pull do you think that I have? Uh, you know, I'm, uh, forward this message to Josh Hurd. But a lot of people were so, it just, the the anger that was brought out of this game. See, you, I think it was more than any of the anger that came at any point last season when we won four actual games. Like, you get annoyed by this. He, this is what I get. At least you get the hey, Mike. What do you think? When my friends call me, they're like, so, so, so what does Mike think? I'm like, I don't give a bleep what Mike thinks. Like, does Mike think? Did Mike? He's not even cool. Does Mike know if they're going to get rid of KP? I'm like, I don't know. Sure, yeah. He said he's done. I mean, like, <laughs> just start doing that. It's like they don't ask me. So I get to the point sometimes, especially since I've been in the show with you. Before with you, it was mostly like, "What do you think?" You know, but like I guess since I've joined you now, it's like, no, no one gives a bleep what I think. They're like, <laughs> do you know what Mike? What, what did Mike say? Do you know if Mike knows anything? I'm like, yeah, he's just keeping it completely under wraps from everybody. I know, and Ben, you will never know. And it's that's what I that's the most what I get from people now. It's things like, so do, do you think Mike thinks anything? I'm like, I don't know, yeah. Why don't you text him? Here's his number. Yeah, start doing that. It's <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> hey, it's Trevor's guy. <laughs> it's a terrifying text to get to. I'm I'm Trevor's boy. It's like, I, didn't, oh, no. I didn't think being asked this about I think being, being asked personal out? questions outside the radio was annoying anymore. It's more annoying when you're being asked <laughs> for someone else's opinion. <laughs> I've also gotten today today is the I've gotten the, just setting up for the rest of the year. I can tell already where it's like the hey, I'm hearing like this player got into a fight with this player, or I'm hearing oh like, no, we're I, hearing that yeah, already. Oh yeah, like, I, I, I'm, this is what I heard. Like they they did this and they've never done this before, and it's all this stuff. And who knows if any of it's true? I, I've got no clue. But it very much is reminiscent of two years ago when the, the you know in the middle of the Chris Mack thing when it became like people started talking about do you have to fire this guy now? Can he make it through the year and just all these rumors start pulling, which in the end, all those rumors I think ended up being true. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's just we're in a bad place right now, a, a very, very bad place. I, that's I couldn't have said it better myself. And it didn't help that today they're announcing. You and know, when they ask me what Mike thinks, I'm going to tell them. He says we're in a very bad place. <laughs> uh, t- you know, today they have the announcement of we're going to do all these things to celebrate Denny Crum's life for the first game against UMBC and I was like I'm, I'm like there are so many people out there that want to make jokes that are just holding off right now and then they give the not me yeah the Louisville <laughs> men's basketball account gives the gift to the world where they uh, announce that it's uh, I guess they, they're like reminder tomorrow is the open practice for all students to show up uh, and like put that tweet out there and everyone's just like Students minus five and a half. Like it's just everybody is making the same type of joke. <laughs> they're like, they're like, did any of them play? I'm like, this poor social media person just was. That's great. Like they knew it was going to happen. They knew what the responses were going to be, and they still had to put it out there. Like they they had no choice. It was just poor. Students minus five and a half. That was the first thing I saw. I was like, That's good. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, we'll talk some actual sports. Uh, we got some news on the Virginia Tech front. We'll also get a little bit weird with you guys on the Thornton text line at 502-414-1450. Also, I know some people hate when we do this, but I will deflect as much as I can these days. Very interesting times for the UK men's basketball program. A very interesting story written today with some very interesting quotes. We'll talk about that as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on a Wednesday on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. 
never leave you in the dark. Is this a TK Randoms Wednesday? It is. I can tell. Well, you, you know, you're trying to try to figure out what that Guns N' Roses in Chicago have in common. Yeah, I just feel like this isn't something that you would typically play on the show. But Chicago, I like Chicago. I know, but I, you just, you know, I've never heard you play a song like this. Uh, I mean, I may have not. I don't know. I played Chicago. You played before. Chicago before, yeah. and like when we have the theme of like bands from a certain area, or like I think you yeah. did one that was like bands that have the name of a city in their name, or just like reboot songs, like probably like hard to say I'm sorry or something like that. I maybe played it, but yeah, that twenty five six four is a good song. Yeah, I, mean, I don't hate it. I'm just saying I can tell it's a random Wednesday. <laughs> yes, it is very random. I, I contemplated going against the uh, the grain of random Wednesday. And doing all AEW theme songs because of Oh, yeah, you're going to AEW tonight. Yeah, we're going to AEW tonight. That's right. Both of us are going to AEW. Yeah, you ready to go? Can't wait. Are you ready? Are you going to go? You're not going to go with me, are you? No, I'm no, not going to go gonna with go. you. You, didn't, you bought a ticket for yourself. You know I'm not going to AEW tonight. You, so you do have a ticket, though. You're ready to go. I have a ticket. I am not in the uh, area that I was last time, though. So you won't be on TV. Well, I might, I might be on TV. I don't know if I'll be on as much, though. Okay. Um, like So where, last time I was at was, you know, for the insiders speak you know i was on what was called the hard cam which is you know where the camera is and it faces that area when you're watching you know like the main shot exactly yeah you a hard cam is used in, in all sporting events and so i was of course the last time as you know i was like right there on that that ringside you're on tv 80 percent of the time it was great yeah I'm, if not more uh this time i'm 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 i'm, I'm supposed i'm in row a ringside but i'm in the section that's on the opposite side of the ring where they come down the ramp Okay. So I'm not on the side. I'm on like kind of the other side. Of the, that was the clo- that was the only like the best I could find. I couldn't. I apparently, I don't know for some reason. I mean, maybe they're doing it now, but like for the last few weeks, like section two, which is the hard cam section, like that section has not been available on any site I'd go to. Like you know, I do Ticketmaster, AW's actual site, StubHub, SeatGeeks, Vivid. I mean, I went all you know. What the hell, bud? Yeah. And, Come on. <laughs> Damn you, Jim Jones, Jim Jim Jordan. <laughs> Some reason you're to blame. Uh, but yeah, it's so I got that. So I'm ready to go tonight. We're, we're ready. You ready? I'm so ready. Now the last time you you did this, we had this big debate about what you were going to wear. Yeah, and I I I, I have time, so I'm thinking I'm gonna run home and change before I go to the, the, okay. the thing. Because I mean, I contemplate just going straight there from here and just kind of chilling and parking and you know taking my time getting in, get a good parking spot right there in the in the, the the lower level next to the Yum Center. Because last time it was, you, you were very much, we knew you were going to be on camera a lot. And it was in Lexington. Well, we didn't, I didn't actually know where I was last time. I knew I was going to be on that rank area, but I didn't know I'd be right there in, in right. the middle. But, yeah. but we knew that, like, that you were probably going to get seen on TV at some yes. point. Yes, yes. And we decided, and this was in the midst of like the basketball team being 0-9 or whatever it was. It, it was, I think it was like January last year? December? Uh, I don't remember when that was. I remember basketball was going on. Because I was like, it would be hilarious if you just still like, Proudly and annoyingly had like a gigantic U of L shirt on in the middle of you know this guy still and I do remember like well, all and the, it being a reparator too yeah it being in, in Lexington and so you did that and sure if you got like a lot of attention because I, I Twitter searched during the middle of the show like 
like Louisville shirt, card shirt. Like all these people are like, I can't believe this guy's wearing a Louisville shirt. Like doesn't he know that they're zero and eight and all this stuff? Like it, cards fan in Lexington sitting front and center. Like all these people were reacting to it. It was perfect. We made the right choice <laughs> in what to wear. I, I wish we could get a. We need like a thank Cincinnati shirt. Would be perfect to wear. Tonight. I was gonna say that, or should I have a sign that says "Fire Kenny Payne" no. on national television? Like people would be like, "What the hell is that?" Uh, I mean, that's no, no, no. I like the thanks Cincinnati more. Let's okay. keep it positive, but while okay. also being a little bit negative <laughs> towards somebody else outside the program. Now, that would be thank you, Cincinnati. Be better if I was going to an AEW show in Cincinnati, though. Yeah, but it's still good, like because they know you're in Louisville. Like they they will. You don't have to be wearing U of L gear for everybody to assume that you're a Louisville fan if you have that sign. What What if I just wear my my uh, my my uh, my Dewan Wheat shirt? I, mean, I like that. It's cool. But like, <laughs> People are like, what? Where the hell is this dude? <laughs> hire Mick Cronin shirt? I no, no, no. <laughs> don't hire Mick Cronin shirt. Can I get an airbrush? How long does it take to get an airbrush shirt between now and the, the show's starting at eight? <laughs> I can get you an airbrush shirt by six oh five. Bring Jay Wright home. <laughs> uh, brought Brom home. Just put Sh- brought. Should have hired Scotty. Something like that. I don't know. Can I get sure just I'm the bring Brom home guy? <laughs> <laughs> Who is bring Brom home? Who is bring Brom home? That should be a sign. I'll just make that sign. Uh, and I mean, I'm supposedly right there. I guess I'm ringside, so I should be able to. You, you, you're gonna. So you're gonna. We're gonna have fun, man. I'm excited. Very excited. You're not going. I got you a ticket. Don't do the Dugan thing again. I got you a ticket. I, I'm finally going to you, see you it. Weren't, you weren't being serious? I thought you were just joking when you said you weren't going to go. Yeah. You, I mean, think about this. You can get. You had to do all that yesterday. You've earned the points. Now you get. To, now we'll go and we'll do uh, We'll do wrestling for a couple hours. Plus, the, we've got the, the Rampage record uh, taping from, uh, from 10 to 11. Yeah. Which I'm looking forward to because they've advertised the Lucha, uh, Luchador match on it. It's going to be really exciting. Can't wait. I mean, you've got Orange Cassidy versus Claudio. He's going to win. You've got MJF and three mystery partners, which will probably be the acclaimed. Is the ass man going to be there? That is the ass man. Okay. And he's going against the Bullet Club and the ass man's kids, the ass boys. Every time that there's something about the ass man. So you're going to get an ass boys chant. Every time that there's something about the ass man on social media now, somebody will tag me in it, and it makes me so happy. Like, people are like... Like, Card Chronicle talks about this guy all the time. I'm like, this is what I want to be known for. You could be there, and you could maybe in person scissor daddy ass. I don't know what that means. That sounds, I don't know. (laughs) I don't like that at all. That's what the acclaimed do. They scissor. But the 90s WWE account, I guess they're like the WWF magazine for November 1999. Was somebody just tagged me in this? It was a, like a the back of a truck that had attitude. And it was the attitude era yeah, spray, yeah. and then it was it's Billy Gunn in front with like a sheepish smile and a can of pink spray can, and he has typed in he has spray painted ass over the at to say make it say assitude, and then it says but seriously, Mister Ass, and that's the headline. It's incredible. This what a, magazine what a, days. Don't what we? a time to be alive. <laughs> Kids these days don't understand what it was like in 1999, following a guy that was called the Ass Man. Who had a song named Ass Man where they just talked about asses. He loved them. It was a great time to be alive. He loved to pinch them, loved to bite them, loved to eat them. Now, this happened during the break. Kiss them, lick them. I saw this for the first time, Gross. The Kevin Sweeney, who writes for Sports Illustrated, he did the thing. Matt Norlander used to always do this. He kind of he, he wussed out a little bit this year and only ranked the best 101 college basketball teams in his preview post for the year. 
Spoiler, Louisville didn't, did not make it. Aww. But Kevin Sweeney for Sports Illustrated, he's taken on the, the full endeavor. He's, he's taken on the entire ordeal. He has ranked all 362 Division One basketball teams for the season that will start in five days. Trevor Kelsey, what is your guess on where Louisville lands in this ranking? Sweeney is, is a guy who's been – like he, he's one of the guys that was last year before the start of the season was like, why don't they have more guards? And people were like, he doesn't need more guards. And, and he's like, I, this seems like a bad idea. He's been very critical of Kenny Payne, but I will say well, this. I mean, he did make the rankings, he let me know, before the exhibition loss to Kentucky Wesleyan. <laughs> so that, that may have bumped us down a little bit. I think we're probably higher than than, than he would have had us had, had this happened, had he written this uh, you know, today. Oh, man. Uh, how many how, how many is this? 362 game? teams. Okay, yeah, 362, so we're probably in the, the, 200, the high 200s. I'm going to say... We're two eighty nine. Jesus, no, we are we are one thirty nine, which oh, is Kevin terrible. Has, Kevin hasn't watched this play. <laughs> we are one oh nine on Ken. The computer rankings all have us around like the one hundred level. He's got us at one thirty nine. Now, do you want your good news, or did you think that was your good news? <laughs> can it get better than that? It's, it can because Louisville's first opponent a week from uh, from Monday, UMBC is number three oh six in these rankings. We got a real shot here. Means we're gonna lose to a three oh six. Pick to finish eighth in the America East. I I, I like our chances. I, even after what happened over the my, weekend. My, my mic now. My my I mic my putty, but I I I got I got to tell you here something. You, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Are you ready? Telling me how bad our opponent is at this point now doesn't make me feel any better. Like we're gonna win the game. Well. Are you ready for this? Because it hasn't made a difference in the last forty games we played. It made a difference with FAMU. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. We won by six. A dominant <laughs> victory over one of the worst bottom five teams in college basketball. Who was ranked at like 380 at the time or something? Well, they were 360 out of 363, which leads me to my next point, which is this. Coppin State, our third opponent. Okay. 360th out of 362 teams. I like our chances. Okay. <laughs> now, beginning of the year, when we did our preseason, like I guess not preseason, but our like uh, our, our out-of-conference breakdown of the win Chattanooga's total. 203. That's going to be tough. <laughs> Glad you've accepted that now. Fourth in the SoCon. <laughs> we don't we don't, we don't, don't handle the SoCon well anymore. Lipscomb hammered us last year. Yeah, Furman damn near beat us. <laughs> we, I think we lost the two SoCon teams. I don't even. I, can't I think we did too. Now, so beginning of the, you picked us. Didn't you say nine wins in our out-of-conference schedule originally when it came out? Eight. Eight and three. Eight. And I picked three, right? I said, I th- no, 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 no. I take it back. I said seven and four. I said we're going to lose the three games that we should lose. And then I think we'll lose on the road to DePaul. Okay. So, so I had a seven and four. And I had us at what three and whatever. Then. I think you, yeah, I think you had us winning like one game. I said, well, I know, I thought it was three. I, I thought I said three, but I could be wrong. Maybe it was only one. Because um, I only picked us to win what? No, well, no, I had to pick at least three because I picked us to win, you know, seven or eight or on, on the year. So I thought we'd improve. I think you picked us to win five. That sounds about right too. Yeah. Um, I still think I'm closer to right than you are at this point. <laughs> um. Are you willing to change? I'm not changing my perspective. I'm still staying at three. Are you changing your seven? I may have to drop it down to like six. <laughs> I mean, the non-conference schedule is really. I, I, know, I we, know it's bad. I know that everyone's like, well, if we can't beat Kentucky Wesley, and teams lose to exhibition games a, a lot. I think it's a terrible sign for our future. I still think this schedule is so bad that there's no way we're going to have a losing record. If we do have a losing record, like I don't think we're going to be competitive against uh, Texas. No. We probably won't be competitive against Indiana or UConn, who if no. we play the second game, which is probably going to be Indiana. 
Um, DePaul will probably be, and DePaul's picked finished last in the Big East by a wide margin. And I'm like, well, there's no way we can win that one. How it's just it's so depressing to talk about. UK is 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 UK. We can just pretend that day that game's not going to exist. Oh, I'm going on vacation that weekend. But we're going to beat Coppin State. I think we'll beat UMBC. Bellarmine is. We clearly haven't learned how to defend the backdoor cut, so that's concerning because. <laughs> 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 Drew Cooper's a Bellarmine product. He coached under Scotty Davenport, and he ran circles around us on, on Monday night. So that's – I don't care how bad you think Bellarmine's going to be this year. That's definitely going to be a test. Uh, you, you've changed your mind on that one already, I see. Yeah. I mean, we should win. We should do a lot of things. And, and should, Oh, yeah. Should is carrying too much weight these days than it has been for a year and a half now. Arkansas State's terrible. Pepperdine's not good at all. Like, we should not have any issues with these games. New Mexico State had to end their season in the middle of last year because a player killed a guy, and uh, they had hazing allegations. They're decimated. There's there's no reason for them to be All I hear is they're fresh and, and ready to go. Yeah, they play Kentucky, I think, opening night. So we'll see. When Kentucky beats them by 60 and then we beat them by two, it's going to be – it's all – I mean – I can definitely see us losing one of these games that we have no business losing after we lost an exhibition game that we have no business losing. So yeah, I can see us going like six and five now, or or five and six. God, I don't even. I don't know what to expect. You're coming closer to my world than you than than you thought, aren't you? I mean, you could tell me that the season's not going to get canceled, but we're not even going to play, and I'll be like, well, yeah, it's possible. I have no idea at this point. I I don't rule out anything anymore. That's why I told you, like, I get all these texts about crazy stuff that's been happening with the basketball program in the last two days, and I'm like, maybe. I don't, sure. It, it's, it, yeah. Karan Davis was riding a police horse around downtown. Maybe. I, who knows? I have no idea what's going on. He didn't play in the game. Honestly, if a sportsman in me, if we still had Satterfield, I'd be wishing for another COVID outbreak or something. If these sports games canceled. It did save us a UK loss a couple <laughs> years ago. That was nice. But we got Brahms, so keep everybody healthy now. Basketball, I can suffer through as long as we got my Brom. That was like the trade-off in, in late 2021. It was like, we're gonna in a, in a couple months, you're going to get ungodly sick, and you're never really going to get better, Mike, but we're going to save you this UK ass whooping. So there we go. <laughs> COVID gives and COVID takes away. <laughs> Good trade. Not really. It's like, like Homer with his soul for a donut. That's exactly what it felt like. At least I got something. Though. Like Homer didn't eat the memory, didn't finish it, though. He, he's outsmarted the devil. He was like, yeah, ah. But, but then he did eat it. Oh, well, because he woke up at 2 in the morning. Right. He was like, mmm. Do you remember the jury members? <laughs> oh, we broke this out so many times. It was the the 19, like, it was the Philadelphia Flyers from the 70s. Yes. Uh, it was the uh, Burden girl, the Borden girl. Yes. Lizzie was Borden. Lizzie Borden. Nice. Lizzie Borden. Um, Oh, who was the who was Jack the Ripper? It was who was the other ones? Well, they had Richard Nixon. You remember, he's Richard like, Nixon. he's like, I'm not dead yet. He's like, I did something for you. Uh, John Dillinger, John Dillinger, John Wilkes Booth, yeah, okay. Blackbeard, <laughs> Benedict Arnold. I should remember Benedict Arnold. That's when I yeah. yeah. That's like what a great pool. It's a great episode. <laughs> it's a fantastic. Episode. <laughs> I can't remember what he calls. He's like. Mmm, soul donut. <laughs> He's like, he takes a bite, eats the last bite. Like, now he gets forbidden donuts. Forbidden donuts. Forbidden yeah. Donut. See all the notes around. It's like, do not eat. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's the best Treehouse of Horrors. That, that's, that's like one of the third or fourth one, right? Is that now? That's not the same one that has. My favorite skit still when they do The Shining. The Shining one is very, very the good. Shining I think that's the year before. <laughs> yeah. When he goes to the house, he's like, this. It's been like three sacrifice murders and two John Denver Christmas specials. It's, it's a good and my grandmother, the shinning. My grandmother thought that was so funny at the time. <laughs> he was like, mm, John Denver. <laughs> it's a good you want to get a suit, boy? <laughs> it's not the shining. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, Don't they still make those? They do. They, but they're doing the thing now, which always drove me crazy as a kid, where the new one is going to premiere after. It's, it's like this Sunday. 
Oh, they, well, that's weak. I know they used to always do it. They're, they're, every now and then it would be after Halloween. I'm like, well, I've already moved on. Like, yeah, you got to push. Yeah, you got to do them. I mean, even if it's like four or five days before Halloween, dude. I believe it's because of the World Series. Like, they can't guarantee that it, they're not going to have a World Series game that Sunday, so they always have to. Years where Fox has the World Series, they have to push it back. Yeah, it's still amazing they're still doing Simpsons anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, they're what like 35 years now or something. Uh, it's 35. Yeah, is that right? Okay, yeah, that's it's great. Crazy. I still remember watching the first Sin as a Little Helper episode. Very crazy. As well as watching him on Tracy Ullman's show. I got a question for you to chomp on now. So, I'm so chomping. Louisville is a, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite over Virginia Tech, according yes. to the latest point spread. A little worried about that point spread. Yeah, it's, it's gone down. It opened at ten-and-a-half. Now it's it's down to nine-and-a-half. It still feels like a large number for a team that's playing very well, but a Virginia Tech team that has not won a single game on the road yet so far this season, and a Louisville team that has not lost at home in, in over a year. So it's the, the calendar's flipped to November, and it's been a while since we've had like really high stakes football in the month of November. It's been since Lamar Jackson's Heisman season in in, in 2016. Yeah, you know we've had important games. You know, obviously 2019 we were overachieving. Last you know you know last year we're trying to to beat Kentucky and you know bowl Lottery eligibility a couple Kentucky's years ago. Been big really right, yeah. but yeah, but that, yeah. For the last couple few years, it's felt like November's been about getting bowl eligible and then trying to beat Kentucky, and it's not been about conference championships. Mm-hmm college football playoff rankings, anything like that. Like, the, the highest stake stuff in the sport, it has not been, like, that, that's been a pipe dream that disappeared in, in late September, early October. So, my question to you is this. Okay. This weekend's game, I, I know it's on paper, it's an unranked 4-4 four and four team, and you're like, eh, you know, it's, it's not one of the biggest home games we've ever had. It is in terms of the fact that if Louisville wins, all of a sudden you're just two wins away from playing for a conference championship in a game that's going to be a big, big deal because Florida State, in all likelihood, is going to be undefeated and playing for a playoff spot. If you lose it, the last two games, you know, Virginia Tech, their schedule is very leaning at the end of the year. They're in the driver's seat. You would need a lot of help. The last two games are still Plus important. Plus, you lose a tiebreaker to them. Yeah, but it, it, it loses a lot of luster, I think, if you, if you drop this game. When's the last time we played a November home game? Outside of Kentucky for just rivalry, you know, Reasons and, and you know the Kentucky game is always going yeah, to be yeah, on, yeah. on its own plane. When's the last time we played a November home game where the stakes were this high? It's been a long time. Wow. Um, was it November when Winston came to town on, on like that Thursday night game? That was it. Was right before Halloween. Okay, so that was because that was still late in the season. I guess. Yeah, that was, and that was a big one when they yeah. were undefeated. We were, were we we had one loss that year. I think were we like seven and one when we played them that and year. We, I think we had two. Okay. But we were in the CFP rank. I mean, the CFP ranking, we were like a surprise number 24 in the rankings that week. I remember us being, yeah, solid. I, mean, I just couldn't remember the exact record. Um, we lost to Clemson, and we lost the game to Virginia. That was it. Okay. Um, and I, we, we lost that Florida State game, too. But yeah. that was that shootout. Only losses. Um, I mean, good Lord, I don't know. I mean, yeah. And that, when, was that, when was that game I just mentioned? That was probably 2014. That was 10 years ago, yeah. So. Been a while, been, 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 not to not to sound like stained, but it's it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> I, I think I mean the the ones that came to my mind. Obviously, you've got the the the, the blackout game against West Virginia. Well, I'm trying 06. to think not that far back. I'm trying to think like within within like the last ten years or so. The only game that I can think of is in 2012, the, the Sugar Bowl season. You know, we played UConn in. We we just lost to Syracuse the week before. Yeah. It was the second to last game of the regular season. It was our last home game. It was Senior Day. And if we won, we clinched the Big East title and basically locked up a trip to the BCS. And 
like there wasn't that much hype around that because we all thought like UConn sucked and we thought we were just going to roll and we ended up losing that game I think in triple overtime. Wasn't that it? Wasn't it cold? Wasn't that the? It was freezing. Yeah, it was the same day we lost uh, in the, the battle for Atlanta's title game to Duke and Gorgie was hurt. It was it was terrible. It was Black Saturday. These are the problems we used to have. Not, yeah, I but, remember that game. Like that was a but like you know that was that was a big home game in terms of implications. But the crowd didn't really get up for it because we all thought we were just gonna you know they're, they're gonna be pissed off. They lost their perfect season last week. We'll roll over UConn. Like, like this game feels different because I think we all understand that Virginia Tech is. Yeah, UConn right now, was like, five and team. six going into that game. I just looked it up, and we were—I I would guarantee we were bigger than a nine and a half point favorite. I mean, for that yeah, game. we were 19th in the country. Yeah, so this weekend feels different. Like, like this is the weather is supposed to be beautiful. It's not going to be too cold. I think that it's going to be like 62 at kickoff, which is ideal for early November. Virginia Tech also is a big time brand. I mean, I think we still like all of us, especially you know you and I, and our, kind of our generation. We grew up with Virginia Tech being a huge name in college football. And they still are a big name. They just haven't been as good as they would like to be the last decade or so. They'll bring a lot of fans. But also, somebody doesn't. I mean, we we don't see them often. I mean, it's a new very team rarely. To see. I mean, we yeah. still haven't played there yet. Yeah, I mean, I because I, I, we did play them recently. I know, like we played them the COVID year. Yeah, but it's still, I mean, but we didn't have anybody. Did we have anybody? I mean, fans weren't allowed for that game, were they? They were, but not many. Yeah, not and, that wouldn't mean they would have showed up anyway that year. Right. I mean, it was. <laughs> yeah, I think they've played twice here since we joined the ACC. We still have not played there, which is insane yeah and we don't play there i think for another like three years so that's we the last place we haven't played too isn't it? yeah we're, we're gonna go like 13 years in this conference without playing a road game in blacksburg which is just pure insanity awesome <laughs> yeah so yeah the only time i take it back the only time we've played them here or the only time we played them at all since we joined the conference was the the, the covid year 2020 okay, that's that's, it was actually halloween we they beat us 42 35 so we got revenge coming we have revenge for that. We can't forget the Marcus Vick stomp. I do want to talk about that as the week goes on. Oh, yeah. That's what I think of. That's the big moment that I think we have that we share with Virginia Tech is that Gator Bowl in 06. But, like, this is a this is a name that the fans can get up for. It's not mm-hmm. Notre Dame, but it's still a name that the fans can get up for. I think the fans recognize that Virginia Tech is playing very well. And the stakes here, they're big for both teams. It's not like the UConn game. I mean, I guess you could say bowl eligibility for them was what they were playing for. But they were... A team in the bottom half of the Big East. They weren't good. They were just trying to pull an upset. For Virginia Tech, yeah, you want to pull an upset. You also want to win because all of a sudden you're in the driver's seat to play in a conference championship game and save a season that had seemed destined to be a failure just a few weeks earlier. Like, this is going to be, like, I, my whole point is this. I think this is going to be the biggest home game we've had this late in a season outside of a UK game in a long, long, long time. And I hope that people are starting to kind of wrap their minds around that. We need to move past basketball despair, move past the the, the win over Duke, and and recognize the fact that this is a huge deal for the program and the first year under Jeff Brom here. We need to, we we need to win this one. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting there still trying to think about. It. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's it, I mean, yeah, it's a, at least a pl- decade plus since we've had a game with this much on the line in November, which is. God, it feels good to say that. I know it does. It just makes me feel happy to say it. It's, I'm glad to have something to lose. We haven't mentioned the CFP. But we ain't gonna lose. We haven't mentioned the CFP rankings yet. We'll go over that after the break to start at the four o'clock hour. We'll also get thoughts from you guys on the Thornton's text line for the first time at 502-414-1450. Mike Rutherford show the Wednesday edition. Happy November to you. We're back to celebrate with hour number two here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X.
Locked on Kentucky Atlas, only locally owned sports talk, 1450. Yeah, hour number two. You just really want to sing the hook, don't you? He's going to do it anyway. I can love you like that. <laughs> can you hear me in the room? Yeah. Okay, I'm just curious. Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 96.1 The Big X. I, I talked about the... We got breaking news, by the way. Okay, hit me. Are you ready? Yeah. This is an omen that you're going with me tonight. I mean, I'm not going with you, so it's not like... Today is the 60th debate. birthday of Daddy Ass. Oh, God, he's 60. He just turned 60 today. Jesus, I don't like that. So you better be there. The ass man needs to be like 40. <laughs> he's a 60-year-old ass. He needs to be barely older than I am. I don't like this. I don't like I don't like. It. I just went to their account and I was, doing it. I was like, happy 60th birthday to Daddy Ass. I'm like, hey. I was talking last hour. <laughs> happy birthday, Daddy Ass. Yeah, <laughs> segue that one, buddy. I was talking about the... <laughs> Like the unfortunate tweet that the U of L men's basketball account had to send today, where it was like, "Hey, our students' open practice is coming up tomorrow." Just a reminder, and everyone, yeah, you know, just piling on the responses. Even more unfortunate, I do feel bad for the the, the kid, but yeah. the Louisville, you know, the, the the NIL store now exists. That so they have, you can go to the Louisville NIL store, which I think is Louisville dot NIL dot store, and you can get personalized gear for like the Jawar Jordan sweatshirt. That's pretty cool, and you know they've got the volleyball players all have their own line. And unfortunately, like Sky Clark's line just dropped today, and like he's got a tweet about it, right? This is the you know this is his time, and he's like lock in and just retweets the NIL store, and all these people are like no, and I'm like oh, it's just it's bad time for it. it's not his fault. That's probably not necessary. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, you can't. I mean, there's, there's no point in tweeting. Like now, nah, I feel bad for the media guy, but that's like part of his job. He, he, he's right to take it. You can make fun of that. I mean, I'm not saying he shouldn't do it. I mean, there's no self awareness involved when it comes to sports. You got to promote it. Yeah. Whether exactly. they're good or not, it's just poor. It's just unfortunate timing. It's exactly, uh, but yeah, that's but yeah. The players listen. They want to promote their own stuff. I'm not saying you, you don't. Have to, you can ignore buying it if you don't. If you want to, but you don't. Have to, you don't have to call them out. No, that, there's no, there's no point. That's uncalled for. I hope he gets all that, that he wants. I Man, I hope the, the, the kids who are putting in the effort, and I, I think that they are, uh, some of them. I hope they get something out of this. Now, some people might think that's hypocritical of me because I have, I have. I'm not saying I'm pro-booing, but I'm not anti-booing of, of college sports. But there's a difference in going on social media and going at somebody and paying for your ticket and expressing your disinterest in the way they played at the arena. Does that make sense? Kind of. Like, if you're going to buy a ticket and go to the game and they're not playing well, I have no problem with you booing. But, tra- you know, trolling people on social media, that's just, there, there's a line. Yeah, I'm with you. Thank you. All right. Uh, you're with me. I'm with me all day today and tonight. I am. Let's talk about the before we go to the text line. The CFP rankings came out for the first time last night, and it was it was exciting. I didn't get a chance to see it live because we were out there doing trick or treating, but I did see it on on my feed when I got home. That Louisville, we knew they were going to be in the rankings, and my my guess was they were going to be slightly higher than than their AP and coaches poll rankings because for whatever reason the CFP rankings seems to do that. I mean, I'd forgotten until we brought it up on the show yesterday. We were ranked before the Kentucky game two years ago, or in in twenty twenty. Uh, 
or last year. Just ever proved that the CFP the CF ratings aren't worth bleep. Yeah, they split us in there at 24. <laughs> like, we were ranked for that game. I was like, what are we doing? Yeah, like, okay. But we've we've had that happen a few times where we've just been higher than expected. The only time it was the, the opposite was the actual season where we were good in 2016 where they kept putting us at like five or six when we were number four and number three in the AP poll. And they, they ended up kind of knowing what they were doing there because we bottomed out at the end of the season. But we Louisville did check in at number 13 yes. in the CFP rankings yesterday. In case you were wondering, Trevor. I was wondering. And I, I know you were. Two teams since the CFP started becoming a thing in 2014 have been ranked 13th or lower in the initial rankings and gone on to make the college football playoff. Ohio State in 2014, the first year, they won the national title. Yeah, and Cardell Jones' team, yeah. And then Oklahoma a year later in 2015. So it can happen, folks. It sounds like it's due. It can happen. Yeah, it's long overdue for it. This is the uh, – we've been in the rankings now – in 13 of the, the 55 CFP polls, we've been we've appeared in them. First time, like I said, that we've been in the rankings since uh, being number 25 on November 22nd of last year, 2022. And this is the highest that we've been ranked in any CFP ranking since we were 13 back on December 4th of 2016. That was after our two losses to Houston and Kentucky. That was the last time we were in the top 13 in these rankings. It feels good to be back. It's been a long time. It's long overdue. The Cards, one of just two ACC teams that are in the rankings, Florida State, of course, being the other. FSU checked in at number four in the rankings. If you haven't seen it yet, Ohio State's one, Georgia's two, Michigan's three. They can act like they're not punishing him for the the, the stuff, but they are. It's fine. I mean, that matter. Ohio State and Michigan's going to play each other anyway. Exactly. Florida State is number four. Washington, the other undefeated team, they're the odd man out right now at number five. And then a slew of one-loss teams check in behind them. Oregon, Texas, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Penn State, Missouri, and then you're fighting Cardinals of Louisville. We are, I was wondering if this was going to happen, we are in front of Notre Dame, which made me mm. feel good. We are, we are. I, I was worried they were going to do the thing, like the AP poll where they've got Notre Dame, who we walloped um, a couple spots ahead of us, but Notre Dame checks in at number 15. And, I, 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 know, I, know, I don't know about the, like, the, the complete strength of the schedule, but it does baffle me. Washington's fifth, and I, I, they by far have the best win of any of those other four teams ahead of them. What's that? I mean, they beat Oregon. I mean, who's, I mean, is any of those other four teams had a victory as, big, as as good as Oregon at this point? Florida State smacking LSU is pretty good. I mean, but I mean, LSU's ranked. I mean, LSU's probably got two or three losses already, don't they? LSU's number fourteen in the poll. Okay, where's Oregon? They're six and two. Oregon is six. Okay, so Oregon's right behind the team that they beat. They lost to LSU on neutral though is a little bit different than beating Oregon and getting kind of lucky to beat Oregon at home. Maybe yeah, but still, it's still a wins a win, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not a, a bad win for yeah. sure. Um, I mean that Ohio State team that in 2014 their only loss that year was the Vatech. Jeez, I remember that game. It was like yes, yeah, second game of the season. But Georgia, I don't think has beaten a team that's ranked right now. Uh, yeah, I know. I know Ohio State has been terrible. Really, Ohio State beat Notre Dame and yeah. Penn State. I'll get Penn State. I'll give yeah, Penn State. I, okay, I don't know about Penn State ahead of Oregon, but yeah, I'll give you Penn State. I mean, they, they Ohio State's played a, a good schedule. Like we said yesterday, they're the only team besides us that's beaten four teams with a five and three record or better. That's what I'm. That's why I'm one of. That's why I was. Preferson by saying I'm not I don't know about the whole schedule in complete I'm just saying by one individual game yeah I mean I mean Michigan's schedule has been crap Michigan has played absolutely nobody that they haven't played anybody that is even sniffing the top 25 and, they, and they've beaten them the way they're supposed to again they so have that's, that's what you want to be there's something to be said for that but I mean yeah. their best win right now is what like at Minnesota oh that's not a pretty good win at all <laughs> it's I, I, it's legitimately their best win yeah, that's that's not. Yeah, Minnesota's is a down year for PJ Flex. I mean, their other conference opponents. I like have been, Minnesota too. You know, I do. But I mean, their 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 record right now, their schedule: ECU, UNLV, Bowling Green, and then their conference games: 
Rutgers, Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana, Michigan State. Yeah, they've got a they've got to beat Ohio State, obviously. That's the, only, that's the only good game they've got left, right, isn't it? No, they play at Penn State in two, two They weeks. do have Penn State, okay. Purdue this weekend, and then Penn State, and then at Maryland, and then Ohio State. But it's a terrible schedule. It could be a trap game. It could be. I mean, Maryland's seeing you know, they've lost a little bit of the luster in recent weeks, but they're still – they're feisty. They're frisky. Boy, they are just destroying people, though. Yeah, they're, they're killing people, but they should be if they're that good. That's true. Uh, but Louisville now, checking in at 13, it, it's just a cool thing to see, and if we keep winning, it would be very fun to see us pop up in that top 10 and, you know – it would would it mean more if this were a year from now and we were talking about twelve teams making this college football playoff? Of course, but it's still fun to see us be this high. It's still fun to to, oh, to see us. Fun to be this high. Yeah, I knew you were going to say something there. <laughs> what? It was too easy, man. Come on. I mean, you you baseball guy, you know, you know a big big pitch like you. that right there. Yeah, I got to take a swing. Now we are the lowest ranked. <laughs> Power conference team with only one loss, which is fine. I'm fine. We've played probably the lightest schedule of any of those teams. Um, the only other team with one loss that's in the rankings is Tulane, who's number 24 at seven and one, and then undefeated Air Force just gets screwed. I was gonna say I'm about to say that, but there's somebody else undefeated. I, I thought there was. Well, James Madison's not allowed to play because stupid rules. They're undefeated, so they're not even in the rankings. But Air Force is eight zero, and they're 25th. Tulane seven and one, they're 24th. And so after us at 13, you just got a bunch of two loss teams. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. We need to root against – I'm going to start – if we win on Saturday – I said this again. I'm not going to do scoreboard watching until we win these next two games. If we beat Virginia Tech on Saturday and then win the GLOW game against Virginia on Thursday, I will spend the entire weekend being like, you know, Texas, they could lose this game. we give them one loss. Texas will lose – I mean, look at the teams ahead of us. I don't know about Oregon, but they could easily lose again. Texas is going to lose again. Texas lose again. It's in their DNA. Oklahoma will probably lose again. Oh, they're both going to lose again. Yeah, Ole Miss has a chance. Penn State will probably lose to Michigan. Texas plays Kansas State this week, and that won't be easy. I don't know who Missouri has left on the schedule, but I can Missouri see them, will lose again. I can see them losing. Yeah, so we we, we have we have reason to move up. We do. And then we're going to beat Florida State, like Ohio State's fourteen team that had the one loss. We're going to just pummel Florida State in the ACC title game like they did to Wisconsin and convince people to put us in the tournament. God, that would be incredible. And then we shock the world. Shock the world. We're going to win it all. Shocked the way we beat we beat Michigan by stealing their signs. Jack Plummer, national title quarterback. Did I did I dream the article or did I dream hearing this or did did uh that did, did I hear that like TCU said they knew that Michigan was stealing signs, so they purposely put out fake signs in their game last year in their winning the in TCU, the, yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember if I like imagined hearing that or not. So have you seen the latest part of the story? <laughs> no, I'm not, which by the way is brilliant on TCU's part. It, it is. <laughs> But have you seen the latest development in the story? No, no, I'm, I'm not, I have not. So the, the the guy Connor Stallions, yeah, great name, still, still fantastic name, awesome. He apparently, like now, he was on the Central Michigan sidelines wearing Central Michigan stuff, but before they played Michigan State September first in their opener this year, and his glasses they have like a little, there's like a little, all these people have all these pictures. He's got like a guest pass on, but he's dressed like he's a coach. He's got sunglasses on. And he's got these sunglasses on that have like a little blue light, which leads me to believe that it's a it's a camera. Everyone's like, like this is a so a bunch of the Central Michigan staff are, are guys that have coached under Harbaugh at Michigan before that have gone over there. So everyone's just saying like they were working in a concerted effort here. So I've gone from being kind of tired of the story to like I, I can't get enough of this guy. Like St- I can't get enough Connor Stallions. Well, he's what, a hilarious character. I love. I mean, he's a great name, great character, great person. I just this story is so bad, and I, I didn't get a chance to get into it too much with you because I was out during like the the peak of the height of this story. But 
I know I'd heard your thoughts on it. I listened to TJ and them on, on KRC and talk about it. And, you know, most people were kind of like, you know, is how big a deal is it? And I guess you think you broke, you, you brought it up to where, you know, it's, I guess it's a big deal. Maybe this is on KRC where it's, it's a big deal because I guess of like the NCAA doesn't want like big schools to be able to pay because small right. schools can't pay to send, which is baffling. And so like, where do you draw the line in that rule? Like, can you say the same thing about facilities and, and things like that for, for schools in different sizes? I mean, at some point, you, and also like, I don't know, maybe it's just me. You tell me if I'm wrong, but every game is on television. You can't like watch, I mean, you really have to send somebody to the games. Can't you just watch them? Yeah, but you can't get the signs like that. I guess. You're, you're not, not going to see all the signs. Maybe not all the signs, but. You know, I've gone back to not being able to get enough of the story. Like Connor Stallions is an incredible character. I mean, what's next? What, Did he get fired for because of this? I think he's on like, he's on temporary leave. Oh, he's or he's on suspension or something. <laughs> Like this is just such an obvious concerted effort to cheat, and in a hilarious way. I mean, we're gonna find out later that he was like dressed as a player for somebody who played Penn State earlier this year. I, like, what's what's next? It's undercover. What's like? You can't. I, I'm, I'm back in. They pulled me back in. I can't get enough. Of we're gonna story. find like old footage of him dressed like Joe Paterno on the sideline at Penn State. He's been doing this for 34 years. He's actually a 75 year old man. He just looks like he's 35. <laughs> All right, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. We'll take some uh, text now. Yeah, a bunch of them. Text says, here's how my weekend Halloween went. All right, here we go. I decided to watch Bram Stoker's Dracula while giving out candy. Nice, nice. Not a bad movie. I haven't seen it in 25 years, but good. I kept pausing the movie when I went to answer the door. Halfway through the night, after giving some candy out, I turned around and realized I had not paused the movie during that uh, trip, only muted it, so while I was giving out candy to children on the TV behind me, in full view of the front door, nah. Keanu Reeves was having a foursome with Dracula's brides. I went, ahead and, I went ahead and turned off my lights and acted like I wasn't home for the rest of the night. I, I That's a tough you, break. That, that was one group of kids that got a lot more candy. And you know, I mean, they probably told their parents, and I, the parents probably didn't believe that you weren't doing it on purpose. That's uh, that's hilarious, but also I can see how that would be embarrassing. I would be funny if the next paragraph was like, next thing I know, every kid's hammering at my door trying to look. <laughs> like they're all trying to look behind me. There's a line There's 75 a line. kids deep <laughs> trying to get It's candy. all boys. <laughs> the girls just wandering around looking. That's a tough break. You ever seen that movie, by the way, Bram Stoker's Dracula? I haven't. It's a good movie. <sighs> I'd be, yeah. I would probably not show my face either. Oh, it's not that bad. This scene's not, it's not that revealing. I mean, there's some boob, but I mean, it's not like it's, you know, like straight hardcore porn. Texas, speaking of the CFP rankings, 11 of the top 12 are the new SEC or new Big 12 teams. The new format and Power 2 were meant to be just that from the jump. Well, yeah, I think we all knew that. The only, pro- the only thing that I'll say is as long as we have some access, because is it going to be overwhelmingly tilted towards the new power conferences? Sure. Like, 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 that's, it, like it hasn't been before. Yeah, like we, we knew that. Like, well, I mean, not this way. Like it, the old format was going to be all the five power five conference champions. They all have a seat at the table automatically. As long as there's some access, then, you know, we have to play our way in. Whether we're in the, the, the newly new look ACC or we end up in the Big 12 in a couple of years, as long as we still have access, I'm, I'm fine with that. But like, is, is it going to be Tilted, of course. Like that's just the way it is. They they got the biggest programs in the country, for the most part, in those two conferences for a reason. Texas says Trevor gets stuffing this month, and so does, so does his mom. <laughs> Love your stepdad. <laughs> I didn't actually see that one coming. <laughs> Neither did she. <laughs> yeah, that's I've heard that before. 
Texas says this weekend is the most important game ever. Show out and show up unless you want VTech to go on to the title game. Maybe not the most important game ever, but it's it's a very I important love, game. I love this like, go to the game or you hate us. Or, or you're, <laughs> you're, you're killing Brock Travelstead. It's like somebody, a mom guilt trip. Yeah, you don't have to come, 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 honey, unless you just want your mother to die. He's got like Brock Travelstead <laughs> sitting there like, come to my football game, please. For the love of God, come to the boys' football game. <laughs> How much more does he have to ask you? Sweet Jesus, he's crying inside. Buy the man's T-shirt for nil. But seriously, go to the game. Seriously. We may have some tickets to give away on tomorrow's show, by the way. Really? Yeah. yeah. We want to give him the most deserving person. We're going to have to figure out how to do that. Texture says, why doesn't the T-shirt as the Twitter graphic have Kenny Payne? He's the real villain of Louisville. Oh, that's for what I use for the show. Oh, okay. Which is an insane shirt. Yeah, I think I, I saw. You see it, that? Yeah, I saw it when I well I retweeted it. And I looked at it for a second. Yeah, it's got a cardinal. Cool. Yeah, well, it's not. There's no. There's nothing cool about it. It's it's, it's heinous, but it's hilarious. I say heinous. I think it's kind of cool. It's, you wouldn't wear that shirt. It's a it's a button up shirt with, with a bunch of stuff going on it. But you've got a cardinal bird logo on the chest and the two sleeves, and then images of Freddy Krueger. The guy from Jigsaw from Saul and Chucky from the Chucky movies on it. I mean, there's nothing. There's, I would there's replace nothing. Jigsaw with Michael Myers, maybe. There's nothing. Michael Myers is right behind uh, the, the Cardinal logo. He's on there as well. Oh, he is? Where? I didn't see him. He's right on top of the Cardinal logo. He's like he's like the biggest one. No, that's Jason. Oh, that's Jason. You're right. Yeah, Michael Myers. No, that's not Yeah, I was going to say. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? Like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I, it's pretty much the worst shirt ever made. I don't know when I think because I want to think the big three of the of, of the horror business. I think I think of Michael Myers as that big three. I don't think Chuck no, you're and, right. Jigsaw, and Jigsaw. I'm gonna get you the shirt for Christmas now. I'd wear it. Would you really? Yeah. I'd. I'd <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you in a button-up shirt. I have a few, yeah, but I mean, I would. I, I don't know what I wear, but I'd let you choose the most inappropriate place to wear it, like to my speed dating or something. Like, what would be the most inappropriate place to wear this shirt, other than church, maybe? <laughs> like a funeral? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just even mean on my part. I couldn't even do that. Uh, wedding? I could do that. I don't know. <laughs> bad vomits for something. <laughs> Texas TK, don't you drive a Prius? You bulldoze three barricades in a Prius? No, I, well, good Lord, Texer. You, you used to drive a Prius. Yeah, that Prius has been gone, unfortunately, for a while now. Uh, no, I drive a Rat 4. Which, if, if I had... Which I, I ran over them SOBs. If I didn't know any any better, and I was forced to, at, at this point in my life, power rank all the people I know in terms of most likely to least likely to drive a Prius, you would be <laughs> way, way, way near the bottom. Wait, bottom of, like, you, as in, like, you wouldn't expect me to drive one? I would one. not expect you to drive a Prius. No, I didn't expect to drive one either. They're very, but it's comfortable. It's good on gas. I kind of miss my Prius. Even though I do like the Rat 4, this is the first time I've had like something of this size. and It's, it's nice to, to have a car as big as I am. Texas says, new on WDRB tonight. Coming out of an East End neighborhood, a mysterious illness linked to fortune cookies <laughs> causing kids to get sick. Can you get sick? Uh, can Portuguese expire? I mean, they get stale. Questions right? that should have been asked before you started giving them out to all the neighborhood I mean, kids last night. What are the odds? How many? How many parents do you think got home and they dumped out the the the, the kid? They had their kids dump out their bag, and the kids saw the Portuguese. Was like, nope, throw this away. <laughs> Just tossed it when he <laughs> Just throws it right back at you. 
Remember, like, don't even eat open candy and stuff like that. You used to get the warnings of. There was a kid two years ago that. <laughs> so you know, because we now we're trick or treating, I don't like have as much interactions with the kids handing out. But like two years ago, there was one kid like I gave him, and he was like, "Oh, only one." And I was like, "Well, here's three for your friend. You're not getting any more." I was like, "Bleep you, kid." <laughs> So these kids have the worst attitudes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there was one, there was one kid, like, I want to say five or six years ago, it was when we were doing the show on 790, who, like, threw a, gr- a, a handful of leaves into my front, like, like into my house when I opened the door. Well, that's not very intimidating, leaves. But he, like, he was the Mad Hatter from, so he was, like, I guess being, he, like, said, he gave some saying, like, threw a bunch of leaves in, in the door. And I was like, bleep this kid. Like, I was like, what the hell, man? And so, like, I talked about it on the show, and... I guess his dad is a listener and like sent me a message on Twitter. It was like, I, he's like, was he, what was he dressed as? Like, I think it may have been my son. And I looked at the dad's picture. I was like, this guy could break me into a thousand pieces. I was like, I'm not talking about this anymore. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and apparently he lives close to me. So I'm not saying anything. Texas says, Mike, you can't run from it. And it's not a coincidence with the last story. <laughs> yeah. Texas says, Mike, you can't run from it. KP and the basketball team is the golden turd that keeps on giving. We might as well laugh about it to mask our pain. The golden turd, like Roger's golden turd from uh, American Dad, maybe. We've look. We've got five months. I, I mean, we, we have to we have to pace ourselves when it comes. Yeah, we can laugh at ourselves for a decent amount, but eventually we're going to run out of material. I thought we did after last season. I don't even know what to do now. It's like, <laughs> I have no idea. I'm, I'm not ready yet. I'm like you know. I, 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 you said it best. Like I ran out of all my self deprecating jokes. Like. Last year, yeah, I, was, I used like, up all my. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I can't. Write, I'm not that creative. I've gone through my entire I'm catalog. Screwed, I thought yeah. I had a lifelong, you know, a, a lifetime's worth of material, and it's all gone. It's all done. Now all you have left is my soul. And I don't want to give that up. <laughs> no, I, I traded mine for second base in, in high school. Texas Payne <laughs> praised Okafor for his energy and effort when he played last year. Now he can't sniff the floor in an exhibition. What a fantastic development! Yeah, he and Karan Davis both did not play against Kentucky Wesleyan. Well, it was a bad matchup, remember? That was the thing with Okorafor. <laughs> then he got out-rebounded against... No, he got... Well, Wesleyan out He needed more out of, out of him versus Wesleyan, and he didn't play. Imagine being Emmanuel Okorafor. You, you come here from Africa in the middle of last season, and right away, like, you've had, like, two practices, and they're like, this guy's got to play big-time minutes. They're throwing him in for, like, 20 minutes. He has, he has no idea what he's doing. No idea of the offense. No idea of the defense. And we're like, he's... We've got to play this guy against a high-level conference opponent in the best college basketball conference in America. Usually, not last year. And oh, yeah. <laughs> like that's his introduction to college basketball. And then a, a half year later, he can't even get a second of playing time against a Division II opponent that beats Louisville on their home floor. He's got to be like, what the hell is this? What, what, what did I get myself into? I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. I told you I'm out of material. <laughs> Texture says, uh, hashtag take the ACC. Is that the Bring Brom Home guy? Hashtag take the ACC. Take the ACC where? Well, he's just using that, that hashtag on all of his tweets now. Oh, is he? Okay. I think this is the Bring Brom Home guy think texting this is the number? show. Cause, well, because all of his tweets, uh, all of his texts from last year are just like, Bring Brom Home, Bring Brom Home. And then it's like, the Bring Brom Home guy deserves a spot for the person of the year. The dude stuck it out. I mean, I'm looking through his text. Like, here's one from last year. Can we just talk about Jeff Brom, please? Yeah. And then from February, Musselman would be great. There's a can, can we get Tom back? <laughs> I'm like going through his tweets, his texts over the last two years. <laughs> I love it. Uh, making fun of Charlie, uh, making fun of Tyree. Good job. Yeah. Bob Brennan. Yeah, he does. <laughs> This might be him. I think this is him. We've got his number at least now. 
Texas says, Mike, are you aware of the apparent goings-on in the practice facility? If this is about the same rumor that's out there, then I've heard it. I have no idea if it's true. None, none whatsoever. I mean, it's... The one thing I did hear that I, I did get confirmation for, and this should make everyone feel better, is that yesterday there was an all-staff meeting called by Kenny Payne. I believe it was the first all-staff meeting that he's had since he got here, but they called an all-staff meeting. Now, we've had all-player meetings. Well, players-only meetings. Player-only meetings, excuse me. We've had a couple of those. Are we going to get this with the question I have now? So, so before Monday, the players will talk. They'll do like a pre-UMBC press conference, I assume, this weekend at some point. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to come out that we had the first ever UFL basketball preseason players-only meeting. Because usually it doesn't happen until like we lose a couple games in January. Last year, I think it happened early because we were 0-9. But you know, you, typically that's like a mid-January type deal where we drop a conference game to if BC you, or if somebody. If you have to have one, yes, that's when you expect it. A Halloween one. players only meeting could it have happened? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Texas, we put our candy at the end of the driveway because we are out trick or treating, and if people are constantly coming up to the porch, our dog will probably have a heart attack. Oh, we had to put poor Penny upstairs for for this night. She just can't handle it. My 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 girls go nuts, I guess, a little bit. But once I got home, they they could care less about the the trick or treaters. And they were just happy Daddy was home, but the, the, the Chihuahua though would Sally she she would bark at everything. Penny, yeah, Penny, Penny loses it. But Cleese and Arya, but they would ignore it. Then but Sally would bark, and then Arya would start barking a little bit, and then Cleese would look and be like, "I don't care." And Waylon never the the cocker spaniel he doesn't care at all. He never barks. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll have more from you guys on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. We'll also have to dip our toes into this juicy Kentucky story. It's all happening. We're, we're def- you know, it's deflection season now. We're already deflecting. It's all happening. We're deflecting like Patino is still the coach. It's Mike Rutherford Show here on a Wednesday on 1450 and Wednesday edition of the Rutherford Show. Hope your Halloween was fantastic last night. Hope you got some leftover candy. What was the most popular candy you, you pulled out of the, the bags of the kids? A lot of Kit Kats this year, which is good because my yeah. kids love the Kit Kats. Uh, a lot little of mini Kit, little mini Kit Kat by itself. Uh, one house had size. full bars. Oh, nice. This guy wow. was like, it was like the we went to the last three. It was like one of the last houses we went to. And he's like, yeah, everybody loves the full bars. Like he had a card shirt on too. I was like, "At a boy." I was like, "I love this guy. This is yeah, why we nice. live. This is why we live here. We love it here. We're never moving." You're the reason why we moved. Yeah, we we love you. Uh, but it was it, it was good. Now, have you heard about the thing? Some of my friends, their kids do this. We haven't gotten to that age yet. I don't I don't want to ever do this. Oh, good lord! And, I'm and worried I, about this now. <laughs> so it's a Halloween. It's a new thing, and I I know that I'm getting the story wrong. Like the there's, there's a trend now where you know. Everyone wants their kids to be able to go out and trick-or-treat and have fun with their friends and get all, all, all the candy, yeah. but parents are worried about kids being 
unhealthy and eating all this candy and doing all this stuff. So there's been this new trend where there's like a, a Halloween fairy or something that you like kids can leave all their candy after a couple of days out for the Halloween fairy and the Halloween fairy will take it in exchange for one present. And so it's a way for like the kids to give up their candy, still have fun on Halloween, but then just not eat all these sweets and still get something out of it. So I've got friends that do this that are, I guess, health conscious. Uh, I don't know if we're ever going to get there because we're <laughs> friends suck. The Rutherfords are not overly health conscious right now, if you can't tell uh, by looking at me. I, I mean, that's stupid, dude. I don't know if I'm going to do I, I get that it's that's good for the stu- kids, no, but I'm not going to do it. stupid. No, we. Uh, I say this, we'll probably be doing it. In a years. Halloween fairy? Again, I'm probably getting that, that detail wrong, but there's some mythical figure that comes, takes the candy. Then Halloween have enough mythical figures as it is? Or real figures. Or real ones? And in exchange, leaves them like a present. So it's like Clumpus? <laughs> First of all, hold on. What did you, what, what did you Clumpus. just say? <laughs> Clumpus. Isn't that the evil Santa Claus? That would be Krampus. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Clumpus is a hilarious name. Can we call him Clumpus anyway? Clumpus sounds scarier to me, doesn't it? Christopher Clumpus. Um, Christopher Clumpus. Yeah, it's like the ghost of Christopher Clumpus. My <laughs> Krampus is a Krampus is a very real thing, but Clumpus I don't think is. The, the, I want. Yeah, to, he's a Halloween fairy. Okay, I, I, I want to move on. <laughs> we have to talk about this Kentucky story that's out there, and I know some people get mad when U of L shows talk about Kentucky, but God knows it's better than talking about U of L right now, at least on the basketball front, and. Like rivalry stuff, like I, I guarantee KRC talked about us yesterday. I guarantee you know, KSR was talking about us yesterday. Like they, we all know it's a rivalry. You go back and you care about what the other does. You care about what's going oh, yeah. on. There was a big story today, and TJ is very upset about this. I saw him tweeting about it. Oh, he's tweeting about it. He's very upset. So Kyle Tucker of the Athletic, who at one point in time was very much like the the, the right hand man of Calipari. He was getting all the the good gossip, all the good stories. He had great I, hair. He still has the great hair. He does. I think that's changed a little bit in in the last couple of years. But he wrote a story today for The Athletic titled, John Calipari lost his way. Can he and Kentucky find it again? And it's all centered around basically everything that's happened to UK basketball since the loss to Wisconsin in 2015. And he gets quotes from four anonymous former staffers that are pretty scathing. Like, like there's some there are some observations being lobbed around that I guarantee Calipari is not thrilled with. One of the big stories that I remember reading about Calipari before he got the UK job is Gary Parrish used to cover him when he was when they were both in Memphis. And, and he said, I don't remember if it was on our show or somewhere else, but he was talking about how like Calipari is notoriously neurotic. Like, like he thinks everybody's out to get him. Like he is constantly focused on criticism. He just can't let it go. And I'm sure reading the story is going to just set him off whether he agrees with it or not. But it starts with people talking about the Wisconsin game. You know, UK on the verge of doing something that had never been done before, going 40-0, having the perfect season, having a legit argument about forever being the best team in the history of college basketball. And then they they, they kind of fall apart in the closing minutes there. And a former support staff member told Kyle Tucker, I really believe that game broke him. Another former staffer said that year took a lot out of him. It was such a unique, unique opportunity to do something that had never been done and to lose it all in the national semifinals. The next year, the vibes were entirely different. Um, the Athletics spoke to former Kentucky assistant coaches and support staffers, as well as basketball agents and NBA front office personnel, about why the Wildcats have fallen and whether Calipari can recapture the magic. Several themes emerged. One, Calipari's patience steadily shrank in recent years. 
which led to a shorter fuse with players and some staff and a less detailed preparation uh, approach to preparation. He used to be a really good teacher, a third former staffer said, but then he would just speed through practice. Two, he became less innovative. Gripping the will too tightly in the 2015 Final Four loss incredibly did not convince him to unleash all that talent. Instead, he clamped down harder. We used to put in real offense, run real stuff, the second former staffer said. He stopped letting his guys go in recent years. Three, as Calipari dug in stylistically, even publicly scoffing at the three-point revolution that has overtaken basketball, he also turned cantankerous, seeking out slights and holding grudges. He picked fights with Kentucky's athletic director, with the biggest radio personality in the state, and with the Wildcats' wildly popular football coach, and he obsessed over those feuds. He's at his best when his back is against the wall or he has somebody to prove wrong, said a fourth former staffer, but there's a delicate balance there, and he started to lose focus. The story then goes on. He then gets into the... There's no reason to be mad at Kyle Tucker for writing this. He's just doing other people's words, right? I mean, yeah, you, you wouldn't think, but there's, mm-hmm. the, you know, TJ and some other UK fans are like, the timing, it's it's a huge season for Kyle. Now it's going to distract him. It's you know, pretty negative vibes out there, to which I would reply, you know, Kyle Tucker's not fan media. He's not, like, this is not, you know, he's, he's, he's writing a story. Beginning of college basketball season. This goes, they go on to talk about all the staffers that have left in recent years. Um... Yeah, John Robick, who was kind of his his big scouter, the guy who would put together the the, the scouting reports and yeah, the really, guy wore the toupee. Yeah, great hair. Did did the grunt work? Well, great hair is really one way to put it. Uh, they talk about Kenny Payne, of course, being the guy who was the, the the backbone of the program, and then he leaves. Dwayne Peavy was the big. He's kind of the intermediary between Cal and uh, Mitch Barnhart. He, he would always like Cal and Mitch Barnhart never really had to meet face to face or have these discussions because PV would always take Cal's ideas to Barnhart, and it was a good working relationship. And they're like they never really planned for what might happen if Dwayne left, and Dwayne left, and now it's been like there's a there's a rift there. For sure. I've, heard, I've heard Matt mention that a, a couple yeah. of different times on his own show. Yeah, that PV was kind of that glue that kept everyone together. They talk about the 2016-17 team, the one that um you know almost beat North Carolina, lost on the the Luke May shot being the last fun team to watch at Kentucky, which I totally agree with. Like, they were free-flowing. They had great guards. Like, he's been – they've been kind of playing just grinded-out basketball the last couple of years, last few years, and it's been ugly to watch a lot of time. I mean, it's fun for me to watch because they're, they're losing a lot more, but uh, they were running good stuff before, and now they're, they're not so much. Texas, uh, the, 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 the One of the anonymous guys says, I'm not sure what Cal wants. It's like there's an identity crisis when it comes to running his offense. Another source said their offense is archaic. It's got to be the same bleep that he was running with the New Jersey Nets. They've lost a ton of assistants in recent years. Joel Justice, Tony Barbie, Jay Lucas, uh, KT Turner. All these guys are leaving. They lose uh, Eric Lindsay, who was running their PR for a long time. And, of course, T.J. Beisner recently left to do the NIL at North Carolina. A former staffer says he doesn't have anyone around him who understands how he thinks now. He's a genius. He really is. But like any kind of creative person, you have to know how to channel it. And I just don't think he has that anymore. I'm not sure about that, but okay. Um, th- this quotes about the Dwayne Peavy working as the go-between, like you said. There's been th- there's a lot of quotes about him focusing on Matt Jones. Uh, guy says there's been times this team wasn't performing well, and he was focused on saying some bleep or putting out something to get back at Matt Jones. That's not good. You need to be more focused than that. Uh, and, and then Got one, petty. yeah, they they talk about how after they lost to Vandy last year on March first. He spoke just for just five minutes on his post-game radio show and then was like, as you can tell, I'm beat down right now. I'm tired. This has been a tough run and left and let Orlando Tigua take over the show. And a staffer says, he's just worn out. 
He ain't 54 anymore. He's 64. I mean, age does have an effect on a lot of people. Like, it's hard to keep going at the rate that he was going and some of these other guys to just, like, you know, at some point you slow down. And it kind of feels like he's been he's been slowing down for a while now. now at the end, they kind of try to tie it back together, and they talk about hiring this new staff that is more like his old staff, according to a lot of people, bringing in you know, top-rated recruiting class again for the first time in a while with Edwards, Bradshaw, Wagner, and Dillingham, and how this is sort of like a throwback. He's trying to recapture that 2010 to 2015 feeling, and you know, he's like, I'm not, I'm not changing, I'm going to run what I'm running, but even though they are, it looks like they're kind of changing. But then they end it with talking about how he needed to make Big Blue Madness the way that it was back in the day, and instead it was like the most boring, lamest Big Blue Madness of all time. And it's it's, it's it doesn't paint a a rosy picture for the future at UK. It's sort of, you know, Tucker doesn't say it explicitly, but the implication is that the descent of Louisville basketball under Calipari, or Kentucky basketball under Calipari, is is only going to continue moving forward, which I, I mean, I think, again, I think they'll be fine this year. I just don't think that they're going to vault back into being a realistic title threat. Who would have thought we'd have a positive basketball story on today's show? Look, we'll deflect as much as we can. <laughs> positive does. We'll deflect as much as we can. But it is crazy that he got four former staffers to all kind of come out and be like, "Yeah, we're a level staffer." Because I know I mean, most of his assistants. Well, he said two assistant coaches, two former assistants. Usually, coach. the assistants stay with them because no one else will hire them. Well, they go. I mean, I'm assuming these are all recent. Some of the recent assistants that have left. Okay. Like the you know Jay Lucas who bounced for Duke, Katie Turner who went to UT Arlington. Like he's lost a ton of guys recently. But yeah, the, the long term guys. They typically go coach somewhere else and I mean, then fail and then go back. Exactly, yeah. I mean, Barbie's in there somewhere. So. Barbie, I mean, now you got Orlando Antigua's back and yeah. and all this stuff. But it's a, it does not paint a rosy picture about, you know, they're saying he used to be a really good teacher. Now he, like, doesn't care in practice. They're, they're kind of just going through the motions a little bit. You know, they're not running the free-flowing offense. They put in the stall ball. You know, the Wisconsin game kind of broke him. I, I, don't, see, I don't think it was the Wisconsin game. I, th- I, I, I think it was Bruce Pearl that broke him. Really? Explain. I mean, look. I mean, let's look. Or if not, maybe even just the fact of the, the cancellation of the season that was COVID year, because that was the UK team that was probably going to be a two or three C, maybe. Yeah, they were pretty good. I mean, they were good and coming. That was coming off. They weren't great though. I mean, and you mentioned Luke May was kind of right there with as well. But I mean, the year before, I mean, he loses to Auburn, a Auburn team he shouldn't lose to in the Elite Eight. You know, he probably hates losing to Bruce Pearl anyway, and 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 to lose that, and then the next year get it canceled. And you had, I mean, then you just then you had a nine-win season. And I know you bounced back with the two seed, but you get beat in the first round. I think it just started. I think the the the, the crack in the dam that, that started the flood was Bruce Pearl beating them and upsetting them in the Elite Eight. Thank I, you, Bruce Pearl. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's more about the 2015 loss because they haven't been. But 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 the thing is, they bounced back since them a couple different times. But they never used to lose teams that they weren't supposed to lose to. And then they lost to Indiana in the second round. They'd never had, had failed to make it out of the first weekend until 2016. The North Carolina loss was bad. Then they, that bracket, remember, it fell wide open to them in 2018, and they yeah. still they, they spit the bit against a bad Kansas State team and, and Bruce Weber. But that was your coming off the Luke May loss. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. I don't know. I mean, I just I, I know the Wisconsin one's a good reason to point it, and it, it has obviously is the easiest kind of one because you get your undefeated season, you lose Wisconsin. People sometimes also forget Wisconsin actually didn't even win the national title that year. Uh, kind of the, the, the Wisconsin Duke game is like the most forgotten about national title game because of Wisconsin beating Kentucky to me. Well, and the refs totally just, like took it away from Wisconsin. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get. I mean, I get you can point to that, but the fact you had success. 
cut short by like Luke May and like I said, you know, Auburn in the post Wisconsin years makes me lean towards more one of them. Yeah, but I mean that Kentucky team in, was like what a four seed that lost to Auburn. Like they they haven't uh, been a one seed since four? 2015. Were they not a one seed when they lost UNC? Or were they the they two were the two and UNC was They're the, the one. two. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I mean and that was I agree with the the, the quote in that story saying like that was the last fun UK team to watch. They've they been, were a two seed when they lost to Auburn, by the way. Okay, so they, Auburn but, was the five. They've not been to a they've not been a one seed in the NCAA tournament since losing in the Final Four, and and they were you know just ripping off like one seed trips and, and Final Fours in those first six seasons. It just like I think it just it changed everything. And you got staffers that are like he changed the way he coached based on that one game, and like that's not great. I mean, since the, yeah, since the Wisconsin game, they've been seeded four, two, five, two, two, and six, and then missed it and missed. Uh, one tournament, two with Pecan Colbert. I mean, if you count, if you take what you had to Kobe year, you probably put a number two right there as well. Or I mean, I think they were trying to be more of a three. Like they they won the SEC, but they started off slow. I mean, they were they were two or three probably in that area. Yeah, a fine team, but like not like I did. I never thought, and they were had all the the drama with the the, the point guard and the, the money phone and all that stuff. I mean, we got suspended for the Florida game. Was watching from home. Like that was, I didn't think that team was going to do anything really big. Could you be never know. You yeah, never I was know. just saying. I but probably I, know. Who's not, we didn't think they were going to lose in the the, the, the first round and as a two seed with uh, just a couple years ago either. So I mean, no, I'm just saying. Like yeah. they were not, they were not one of like the gigantic favorites to win it all when that season ended. They were. What were they on? They were 29th on Ken Palm when yeah. that season stopped. I think that's the record on six. I'm looking at their 25 and six. Yeah, between three. Yeah. Just yeah, you know, it wasn't a great team. The SEC was bad that year. Um, I mean, hell, we should have beaten them. We didn't, of course. Um, it was, they, they just—they haven't been. The one thing that I can say as a that rival was our fan, overtime loss year, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I was there. It was terrible. Yeah. The one thing that I can say as a as a rival fan is when I watch Kentucky. I mean, obviously not against my team because my team is you know we're in hell as Louisville fans. We we are we're not even part of the conversation anymore, which sucks. But when I watch and root against Kentucky nowadays, like they're not scary anymore. They're they're just not. Like, even when they've been good in recent years. They don't put that fear in me where I'm like, damn, like I want them to lose, but they're just going to roll over this team. I watched Kentucky feeling like against any decent opponent, like there's a chance that they're going to lose on any given day. The offense is just is not scary. They don't like play as hard as they used to. It seems like they're not all over people. Like they just it's, it's not they're not terrifying anymore. I think it's a little bit of the newness of the Calipari stuff worn off. By the way, yeah, I mean, I think that you, look, you look at his first four or five. I mean, first two or three years. I mean, you had all this just the the just Huge amount of top recruits coming in and all and yada yada. We're still getting top recruits to come in. They're just True. he's not like they're going on to be great in the NBA. They're just not doing that much at UK anymore. I mean, like the twenty, like those first, all of those teams. Yeah, you look at that team like the two thousand ten, especially twenty twelve, and then twenty fifteen. Like those three teams, like yeah, I would watch them rooting for them, and you knew they weren't going to lose. Like they they were crazy, and you knew they were liable to beat somebody by forty five points. Like those teams were great, and even the ones in between. With the exception of you know the the, the team with Nerland Snowell that went to the NIT and then the 2014 team that pieced it together in the NCAA tournament, like you know, you still knew that they had the potential out there. Like they just like nowadays, I don't know. There's just again, like I'm not saying that they're terrible and they're going to be like a, a seven seed or something this year. They'll have a fine year. They just don't instill the same type of fear in me like they used to. They just don't. You know, I, mean, I think they'll lose in like the the second round of the Sweet 16 and and people will get all mad at Cal and then they'll forget again in two months when he starts landing recruits and. We'll do the same thing again. Zampay was the freshman on that that that, that COVID team that got canceled. He's a redshirt freshman on that team. Well, he still has, an, he has another year of eligibility. He'll be <laughs> here next year, as long as Kenny is. 
Did you see the? Uh, yeah, this I, is his sixth year of college basketball. And he's got one more. Yeah. I love somebody. Somebody who's with U of L like last year was like he's actually got two more years after we talked about it being his last year. I mean, and then he just said, "Don't ask me why or how." I was like, "I die." I mean, why even like just? I mean, what's the point? Just let him stay on the bench. I mean, is it really? I mean, as long as Dad's here, I guess. Make him be. Might not be after this year. I am. I am because you know, so Zan hasn't been healthy for any of the public games so far. The the two exhibitions were the red white. Like I'm curious to know how much he would have played in those games because he got meaningful minutes last year at times when I think we all thought he probably should not be getting meaningful minutes. He usually played at the end of the half. I mean, he played more than just at the end of the half. He was in at clutch time a, a lot of times for last year. At least when we we had games. That I was say we had clutch times in games last year. When we started, that was the end of the half. I mean, there were some close <laughs> games that, that Zan Payne was playing in that I was like, what What are we doing here? Uh, I mean, I'm curious if he's going to get big minutes again this year. I I'm curious to that too. What if Kenny just like realizes he's gonna get fired and starts like starting Zan and playing him forty minutes a game? <laughs> Let him take like thirty shots. Yeah, you think like, the whole offense is just gonna revolve around Zan? I can't imagine him doing that to Sky because I feel like Sky's like his adopted child anyway. The way he talks about it, just be Zan, Hersey, and Sky just taking <laughs> thirty-five shots a game. <laughs> Coach, we got three on the court. That's my team. That's my team out there. <laughs> my team out there. <laughs> They'll go three on five. <laughs> I laugh because I'm out of tears. I'm also imagining, and I know you and I, we don't really like to crap on this person as much as Louisville fans typically do, but how happy do you think Matt Jones is seeing this? Like, you know it. He's so excited to see that Calipari's thinking about him all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you talk about, like, the, Matt, uh, Matt loves the ego to be fed. He does. He and, does. And Matt's a nice guy, and he can be nice, but he he. Very unlike un, opposite of probably you and I, he definitely loves to be in the spotlight and loves it when people talk about him. Usually good because his skin's a little thin when it comes to the bad. I think even he would would, would admit that, and I guarantee that reading that to this morning just made him so happy. Oh yeah, yeah, he smiled. A little I think bit. he probably knew it, but seeing like somebody else being like, "Oh yeah, Calipari's thinking about Matt all the time." He's probably thinking about him more than he's thinking about coaching basketball. Just I guarantee it. Made I him think so it bothers happy. him. He wants UK to be good, but he just uh, yeah, I think it does. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's a big deal that there was that rift, and you know, Cal starts stopped going on that show. Cal's been on KRC before, I think, since he's been on KSR. So. Yeah, he is. It's like Cal says Big X is best. I think that's what we go we have here. Maybe not our show because we're kind of crapping on him right now, but he loves. Well, the, you're crapping on more than I am. He loves I mean, the Big X. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm reading quotes. It's the same as the LLS thing. I'm just reading what other yeah, people are yeah. saying. Oh yeah, never take blame for yourself, there, Mike. Uh, everybody else's quotes, isn't it? I mean, I, I just do, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, I, I do think that it's telling that Kyle Zucker was able to get former staffers to go on record and say something like this, because I feel like in, if this were seven years ago, even people who'd moved on to greener pastures or who had just tried to get away for whatever reason would not have been willing to go on the record, anonymous or not, with anything seemingly negative about Calipari. I, I, I just think that times have changed. I, I do think that his coaching style is, has changed. I mean, I've heard from people that have, Worked there, or, and people that know people that have worked there about how much this changed in the last five or six years. I mean, I don't know if as much. I think he's on tilt a little bit. Yeah, I don't know as much as he said. It's the world around him. The, the world of basketball has changed around him, and it's, it's. I mean, it's nowhere near what it was when he got here in 2010, especially with recruiting and the one and done and fan friends. I mean, now, yeah, I mean, exactly with the fame. I mean, just everything. Everything. The, the game itself has somewhat evolved, and he has kind of kept himself. I don't even say he hasn't evolved with it, but maybe not the pace that Kentucky fans would want him to. I mean, I don't think he has. You, you saw its reference in the story, 
everyone was bringing up after Alabama beat UK last year, you know, Nate Oates is very much a prescriber to this three points yeah, the analytics, and, yeah, yeah, and, and layups yeah. are what you need to go for and try to get fouled as much as you can and all this stuff. And they everyone brought up that shot chart where Alabama, all threes, all layups, all free yeah. throws, and UK was taking like a way too many mid-range shots and missing a bunch of them. And Cal got pissed off about that, and you know he was like, "Uh, yeah." You know, we also had Nolan Smith who was pissed off about that too. Remember last year, where he's like, "They probably would." When there was like that game-winning shot in the final four, and he's like, "People wanted to step back three. I'm like, "Well, no, they didn't because they were down by one." It's that's that's a ridiculous statement. But Calipari is very much, I think, resistant to a lot of criticism. I think he's been resistant to change, and that dribble drive offense that was so free flowing and worked so well. It also worked well when you've got John Wall and De'Aaron Fox and those guys running the show. They haven't had those dynamic guards as much in that's, recent years. That's the I do think they have them this year. I think they have some guys that can run that more effectively than some of the recent guards. I think that's more of the the truth to the, the saying that the system is outdated, which I'm not saying it is a little, little outdated, but to say it's obsolete now is, I think, it's more to do with, yes, you're right, that you don't, Clearly, when you have guys like you know Wall, Knight, uh, you mentioned those guys, make everything look better. I mean, sure, yeah, you just let them go. But I mean, he's, and he's had some team, but it's I don't know. Like I mean, like the COVID t- team was you know you had Maxi and you had Quickly that were pretty good guards, but you also had Higgins as well. Yeah, Ash Higgins too. I was thinking of earlier. Yeah, that was that was the money. Oh, I remember the money phone. Yeah, money phone, was, and then like he got into it with Cal on the bench. That was they, a big thing on on KRC at the time. They kept him home for that game against Florida, and then the, the world ended. The money phone was uh, it was uh, that was Blake and Baker's baby. It was. It also he was probably that. something that if had happened to one of our players, UK fans and media people would have been up in arms about for sure. I mean, he's holding a stack of money to his ears of phone. <laughs> it's it's you know, not, not typical college student behavior, but now it's nothing. Now with Neil, now it's yeah. nothing. Now it's now it's you all. do that, and it's just like oh well. Yeah, now it's all good. I mean, that's nothing compared to the guy laying you know, naked on the Ferrari. What was that? <laughs> Maybe that was just me. Who was lying? I was like, was that you? Who was lying naked on a Ferrari? I would. Who was? <laughs> what, what are you referencing? I'm, not, not that. I'm just mentioning a car. What are you talking about? I'm just throwing something random out there. I'm not mentioning <laughs> nothing specific. Is that how we got Jack Plummer? I'm not promise. That has nothing specific. Nothing to do with Zampane. <laughs> I don't even know. Please yeah. don't Google the Zampane naked on a Ferrari. I don't know what to say. Uh, we've got. Did you watch any of? By the way, Maction returned last oh, night. Man. We also almost had a snow game, that Toledo Buffalo game. Was, oh, did it? No, I didn't watch any football last night. It was very that. snowy before the game. The games weren't great. I got a chance. By the time I flipped on the World Series, it was also like ten to one Rangers. So I forgot like, that sucks. game too. Actually, yeah, it was kind of. It, it kind of sucked. Uh, like, as cold as it was here, and as annoying as it was to be this cold on October thirty first. You know, my my best friends, uh, Danny lives in Columbus, who I do the podcast with, and then uh, Weber lives just moved to Michigan from Dallas. And That's it's, a nice jump. <laughs> it snowed on both of them last night, and I was oh, like, oh, wow. it could be worse. It could be so much worse. I was like, dude, it went from Texas to, to Michigan's got to be having, uh, really hating. They it. love it there, but he's very concerned about the winter. And I was like, you yeah. should be. It's going to be terrible. From what you've been, I, well, if you grew up here, though, I guess it wouldn't be that big of a transition. But no, and her and her whole family are from Michigan. Yeah. So, like, but if you, but if you, yeah, if you have been. Sound like you've been spoiled and probably living in Dallas and yeah. Texas, not yeah. having to deal with the cold, or at least the, the you get cold when the sun goes down in that area. But for sure, all right, we got five o'clock hour coming up next. We'll talk. Uh, we'll rehash some of these topics. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more Virginia Tech and from hear from more hear more from you. Easy for me to say on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show Wednesday edition. It continues next here on the Big X. You got your reasons, and I got my wants. 
I'm begging you, please, will you win some? Oh, Kenny. That's how I feel. Five o'clock hour here, the Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show, 1450, 96-1, the Big X. I'm excited to, you know, we've been kind of all over the place today. A little basketball talk, a little UK basketball talk, a little football talk, a little Halloween talk. It's Wednesday. It's Weird Wednesday. We're in smack in the middle of the week. I'm excited to turn the page and tomorrow be more focused on Virginia Tech because I do think, one, there's no shortage of storylines coming out of the Virginia Tech camp. It's a big program. They've got a lot of media covering them. They've got a lot of people talking about this game. There are things for us to discuss. Two, I think we can ramp Kyle up. Kyle Tucker still loves them. Kyle Tucker, yeah, he worked there, Roanoke Times. He did, yeah. I think we can ramp up the VT hate. Like, we have some some fodder here. We've got you know, the Marcus Vick game, lives in infamy. He stomped on Elvis Doomerville. He got away with it. He played the rest of the game. All this stuff. I think we can relive that and bring it back and get the vibes right as, as this week draws on. So I'm excited to get ready because I, I do think this is the biggest November home game that Louisville has played in quite some time. You can, get, you can just hate them because you you you're just tired of hearing about Beamer Ball for so many years. I did. I, I did Who cares about Beamer Ball? There was this one thing where, <laughs> where on the show, <laughs> I, was it was it our show? I mean, you can be more specific and tell me what. No, it was, it was COVID, so it was before. I think I guess it was, I was doing the podcast. I had this big rant about how, like, I get so sick of Beamer Ball. Like, they, <laughs> like they kick an extra point, and they're like, "That's classic Beamer Ball." Beamer right Ball. There. He completed he completed a punt. Beamer they, Ball. You'd look at the stats, the special team stats, and they would be like 80th in punting, like like 37th in field goals. Like there was nothing special about it, but they still would do this. And so I went on a big rant, and I remember Eric Wood texted me. He was doing, I guess, the 2020 game that we did. And he was like, "I'm gonna work this into the broadcast." It's like I'm telling you right now. <laughs> and sure enough, like they like uh, they he, he had a they had a great punt down to the five. They're like, let's take it down to Eric Wood. He's like, "Classic Beamer ball right there with the coffin corner punt, like just vintage Beamer ball." And I was like, "That smug son of." And like I think I posted the tweet. I was like the text. I was like, "He said he was gonna do it. He did it." But yeah, the Beamer ball stuff is annoying as hell. It was it just he got yeah just oh, every game it was like Beamer ball Beamer ball I think uh, I think we finally moved on from Beamer ball. Who is Virginia Tech's head coach? Uh, oh God, I'm kind of blanking on it. We did I I remember I wanted the, to say Shane Beamer, but he's in South Carolina. No, we, we did the, the the coach's favorite musical artist, and like that was the one that I could not remember his. Yeah, because it, it's not. I always want to say it's Brent Key, but it's it's that's Georgia Tech. I'm it's a, Brent something. You're right. I, oh, I'm not going to lie. I had to Google it too because I forgot for a second. Brent Pry. Brent Pry. I was, Where did he come from? Oh, I've got no clue. He was D.C. At, uh, for five years at Penn State. The sad thing is I was going to like, like. He followed uh, Franklin around for a long I time. I feel like you said that before because I was going to say Penn State, but I had nothing to back that up. 
2011, he was uh, a, a assistant head coach and uh, co DC at uh, Vanderbilt, and then after that, he's been at Penn State for. So it looks like he's been following uh, Franklin since 2011. Because this is this is only his second year, right? Uh, yeah, 20, yeah, 27 and 12 overall as a career. Yeah, so. not great, but they're they're finally turning the corner. This is like I think they're hoping this is going to be his Charlie Strong second year, where start slow, turn the corner, flirt with winning a conference title, and then they're they're hitting the ground running after. They this. went three and eight last year. Yeah, I mean, that was they were they were bad last year. Mm-hmm. They started bad this year, and now they're finally seeing some results. Yep, this is the big test for them though, because they haven't played any. They've got three decisive wins in their last four games over three not great conference opponents, and they've all come at home. Now they're playing what is a good team on the road. I think this is sort of the litmus test for whether or not they're a realistic contender to, to actually do this. And Man, Virginia like, Tech's had uh, only had one winning season in five years going into this. They've year. been bad. They've been, I mean, they've been low. When we lost them in 2020, it was kind of embarrassing because they've been. Yeah, they went five and six that year. So not good. We went three and eight. It was, it was bad. That's when bad vibes started. That's bad vibes, baby. Bad vibes for sure. We've got. Uh, go ahead. I was gonna say. I mean, I know we got the text line, but like, we also have really haven't got. We never got into the Dabo thing either, really. Yeah. Because I'm looking at Vatek, I'm looking at like what they did like in the early 2000s, well, the ten wins record or something, and that, that's what made me think about Dabo again. <laughs> Do you want to play the Dabo audio? Do you want to play it? It's long. It's I mean, it's five minutes. It's five minutes. I mean, it's funny, but I don't know who else hasn't maybe already heard it already. Yeah, yeah I, I think that we probably don't need to play it. If you want to find it, you can find it pretty easily. Basically, yeah, just Google Dabo rant. Dabo Swinney at his, I guess it was his call-in show. Mm, it was. On Monday. Was they had a caller, Tyler? Tyler, Tyler from Spartanburg. That's the only part I want to play. Is I'm saying Tyler, it's so great. I do like that the uh, Spencer Hall's podcast, Shutdown Fullcast. They did a dramatic reading of the of the Dabo Swinney rant. It was, <laughs> it was very funny. So Tyler from Spartanburg calls in, and you still haven't heard his voice, have you? I, I haven't. Okay, okay. And he asked him a question about essentially like we're paying you eleven and a half million dollars a year, and you're we're four and four. And we've been, yeah, it looks like we're heading in the wrong direction, so to speak. He, he at one point, compared him to Terry Bowden. Yeah, well, we, we could have just paid Terry Bowden to go 500. <laughs> yes. And he's like, do you think that you like deserve this money? Great and quote. Dabo could have taken the high road and been like, I understand that fans are upset. and like We're going to strive to do better. Well, I think we've done great things. Also, in, in the typical fashion as I do this, Dabo actually cut him off because the guy was going on. He was kind of rambling. He was. He was trying to be a smart And so ass. Dabo cut him off and was like, okay, I'm stopping you right now. And that's when he went to his rant. So Dabo... Yeah, cuts him off, and he he's like, he decides he he's he had time today. Like he he's not, I'm not taking any high road. No. I'm gonna say exactly what's on my mind. He's pissed. He calls Tyler part of the problem. He does the whole if you want to apply for the job, go for it. <laughs> and then he launches into this this rant about how you know Clemson was essentially a middling program before I took over here. Yeah. You know we've we've won you know, at least ten games. This many, 10 out of the last 12 years or whatever yeah, he it is. did that stat heavily, yes. yes. Won the program's first national title since 1981. 35 years. Were you even alive when you last won the title, Tyler? He keeps doing that, and he's like, <laughs> Tyler. It's very much a, like, angry 16-year-old rant. He's not wrong about – I, I want to say that. Like, he's not no, wrong he's not. about any of this stuff. Like, he took Clemson – he did what so few college football programs can do and went from being a consistently good program – to breaking the glass ceiling and getting up into that, that highest of echelons and becoming a top-tier program that's winning national titles and competing with the Alabamas and Georgias and LSUs and Ohio States of the world. Like, he he deserves to toot his own horn for that. But the fact that he was willing to engage in this 
and be so defensive about it. It's just further evidence. Like, like I've made a lot of predictions on this radio show. Most of them have been bad. The one thing that, very beginning, summer of 2022, of 2021, we yeah. just started. I was like, the Clemson thing's done. They're not adjusting to the times. They've been, honestly, like kind of lucky to win some of the games that they've won in recent years. They're still going to be a good program. They're still going to win 8, 9, 10 games a year. But as far as competing for national titles, that ship has sailed. They're on the downslide. It's not going to stop anytime soon. And that has only been proven to be more true as time has gone on. I do think that they're kind of done. And I do think the fact that he's willing to engage in rants like this and to be so defensive about questions like this, it leads me to believe even more that he's that, that, that he's 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 kind of on tilt right now. I tell you what, one thing is, after listening to, it, I was like, there's the the uh, the hot topic of Dabo will be replacing Nick Saban at Alabama. No way he's living it in Alabama if he can't take this kind of criticism at Clemson. Hey, Dab- he will Saban live, he does will a last much better job. Year. Did you hear the Saban after they lost their, the game to Ohio State this year? Where he was like, uh, yeah, they have, I guess there's a guy that calls in and criticizes him pretty consistently. It's like Bubba from Tuscaloosa or something. <laughs> he's like, Bubba, I've been dying to hear you call. He's like, he's like, we're trying to get man. He's like, everybody's talking about these blitzes. We can't keep guys off our quarterback in standard like four rush situations. Like we got guys coming from the blind side. We got guards that aren't pulling out the right way. He's like, he's like, what would you do, Bubba? Like he like cuts, he like he like starts it right off the bat. It's very funny. I like, love it. He handles that stuff much much better. But than as Dabo I listen to Dabo. Just, I mean, just exploding in the whole. <laughs> I don't fail. I wanted to be. A, I wanted to be. I wanted to go to college. I went to college. I wanted to be the first in my family to graduate college. I graduated college. I wanted to be a head coach in college. I became a head coach. I don't fail, Tyler. I do what I. I put. I set my goals. I. I, I meet them, Tyler. I know he didn't say Tyler as much as we're emphasizing, but when he did, it was so great. But as I'm listening to him, I'm th- I don't it know. It did feel like somebody talking about their penis size a little bit too defensively. I mean, he got, he did, did. It's the biggest you've ever seen. No one's ever had any bigger. It's, Every woman I've ever been with has talked about how big it is. Tyler. So, but as I'm listening to him, I don't know why. I just I, I felt like I was John Lovitz in The Wedding Singer, like looking in on and watching <laughs> Dabo just lose it. I'm like, he's losing his mind. I am and reaping his, all the benefits. And his Jeff Brom and Louisville fan, we're <laughs> reaping all the benefits. God, I wish he played them this year. <laughs> I mean, that's how I felt listening to him rant and just lose that's his the, mind. Oh, I man. pictured me being John Lovitz going, this is beautiful. Honestly, if you if I thought about that earlier in the week, I would have quote tweeted that on Twitter with a rant, with that exact clip. <laughs> and I am reaping all the benefits. That's how I felt when I listened to it. Danny, Tyler, Danny drunkenly did that at a murder mystery party once that had like those like little they like streamers like cutting the door and like I absolutely lost it. I was very drunk, but he like did it. He, was, did, well, he did the, the the song or the John Love. He did the, the line. He like peaked in through like the little like, streamers okay. that were blocking the door. He's like he's losing his mind. And I, I mean, am reaping all the benefits. When you first saw that movie, how hard did you laugh when, when he sings that, I'm down on my knees. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, I think I peed myself a little bit laughing so hard. Tyler from Spartanburg, though, kind of wins the exchange. Like, he's wrong and Dabo's right, but he still kind of wins at the end. Because yeah, he's-, he's, he's, in, he's in Dabo's head. Everyone's talking about him. Uh, it's, 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 it's wonderful. I mean, Were you even alive when we last won the national title, Tyler? <laughs> Dabo's, you, you can tell it. Like, it's a very easy way to let people know that all of this talk is upsetting you. And he's kind of done it before. I mean, he's he said it after the, I guess it was the Miami loss, where he's like, we have like we need to lose more games to get people off the bandwagon, like all this stuff. I'm like, you don't, you, you may actually think that, but saying it, it, yeah. it does no good for you. Like there's, I, I think that, and I know we're all on the, the Braum love bandwagon right now, 
But I think that Brom, I think he tells his players to do this too. They are nothing but overly complimentary of the fan base. Even when there's probably like, you know, Jeff probably in the back of his mind or somebody on the staff or some of the players were probably like, damn, we should have 60,000 for the, this game. Just like Notre Dame, because we're playing a top 20 opponent. We've only been good this year. But they all come out after the game and they're like, thanks to the fans. Like, you guys made a huge difference. Like, stay that loud. Brom was, was you know, singing the praises of Card March after the Murray State game, even though that crowd, I think, disappointed some people. Like, you, you build up the fan base. The fan base never responds to overly negative criticism. Like, like you know, when, when Charlie Strong did the whole, like, you guys need to be more like BBN thing, yeah, it wasn't like the, the whole fan base was like, you know what, guys, he's right. Let's. <laughs> Let's get it together. Let's get out there and be just like Kentucky. Like, Has there ever been an incident in history where that's happened? No, exactly. <laughs> and it's why if you've got to lie to the fans a little bit to pep them up, they're going to respond more to that than if you're like, our fans suck and, you know, you get off the bandwagon if you don't want. Like, I, I feel like We're he's, keeping receipts. Like you Again, you may be right. It's still the wrong chord to strike. Agree, and I think yeah. Dabo's is, is falling into that hole right now. And I think the fan base, the more that he loses – is just not going to put up with it. And Which I can I mean, make the point. I mean, he has had like what, one losing season in like sixteen again, like, years. Yeah, I mean, he he's not wrong. Yeah, it's just the like the what he's saying is not wrong. The approach is wrong. If you're trying to continue what you've been doing at Clemson, which is winning conference championships and competing for national championships, I don't think you're going about it the right way. I also think that refusing to use the transfer portal is the dumbest thing that you can do. Tyler, Tyler. Yes, yes, yes. Say it like he's our guard, Tyler. Tyler, you ain't gonna talk to me like I'm 12 years old. <laughs> I loved it. I walked uh, on Alabama. I want a. I got a scholarship. Uh, everything I don't fail. I do. I succeed in everything I do, Tyler. Like, I mean, just like you said, it. It got to the point where, yeah, it was feel like he was doing like a <laughs> my penis is bigger than yours contest yeah. type thing, and it's like won't give up. I don't care if I make a 12 billion dollars. I'm like, okay, well, I, I kind of do. I don't, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't pull out the, you want to compare bank accounts, Tyler? He kind of did. <laughs> I, yeah, he did a little bit, yeah. It's kind of what he was implying, I think. <laughs> All right, 502-414-1450 uh, is, the, is the Thornton's text line. Let's hear from you guys. Uh, Texture says, can we get Fratty Patty, the man who betrayed his daddy, at the open practice to provide some updates this week? <laughs> Fratty Patty, the man who betrayed his it's a great name. It's a great nickname. Uh, Patrick texted me last night. He found his uh, Car Chronicle bird mask and was wearing it for, on Halloween night. Did he really? Yeah. He, uh, he, he, texted, he, he texted yesterday during the show, I think, too. Did he? He, he misses us. Yeah, I think he texted something about, I think, because uh, I made a reference about epileptic or, epilepsy or something. He was like, I don't think Trevor knows what that means. I don't think you do. I don't. You, 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 epileptic, you say, I was, almost gave me an epileptic seizure. Well, it's because like, it was, yeah, it was so bright. <laughs> That's from like strobe lights, right? He did also text in and said, you know, say it's, it, it was impossible to ever fire Kenny Payne. He keeps his job until he retires. What year does he make the Final Four? And I was like, I'm not even entertaining that question, Patrick. I don't. <laughs> that's a setup question. There's no way to realistically answer that. Texas says, even with the horrible results on the court, maybe the craziest part in all of this nightmare is how poorly Kenny has recruited here. 24 and 25 are a wasteland right now. It is surprising. Like, I thought this was going to go badly. I, I said as much many times but I thought we were going to recruit well. And, and I thought, didn't we have the top 10 class? We did, but he's talking about the 24 and 25 classes okay, right now, well, which I'm we're just, just we're, we're not doing anything in. It's, I mean, we've got one commit in 24, and he's a like, number 135 guy. We've got, we're not going to get Carter Knox. We're not going to get the other five-star that we're in on. Like, we're not, like, really leading for anybody. We're offering class of 2025 kids that aren't ranked. It's just, it's kind of sad. 
It's sad. It's also really surprising, though. Like, there was never any indication that he was going to get guys. Did you see, uh, like, Daryl Griffith Jr. had the big rant about shoe companies today and saying, like, this is all about, you know, we got to get away from Adidas. It, it's not the shoe company's fault. Like, like Adidas schools are getting players. We're not getting players. Yeah, as I say, if it was a, if it was a shoe company, then why is UCLA and, and Kansas not struggling? I also think it's the weirdest thing in the world that Daryl Griffith's son is, like, a diehard Duke fan who hates Louisville. It's the, It's so weird. How old is he? He's like like forty in his forties. He's in his. I mean, that's. I mean, I guess maybe. I mean, he's my age, so he was probably. I guess jumping on the Duke bandwagon in the nineties. He's Daryl Griffith's son, Trevor. I know. Just... <laughs> I'm trying to rationalize this by comparing him to you. Well, <laughs> I wasn't rationalizing, but no comparison was to me. It was my me comparing our ages and knowing where he grew up in. But I know. You're right. I guess it should make no difference, right? No. All right. In better news on the football recruiting front, I saw Hussan Longstreet, a guy who was in here for the the form the event formerly known as the 502 barbecue. He spoke really. Gl- he was here for the Notre Dame game. He spoke really glowingly about the experience afterward. He's one of the most highly touted quarterbacks in the class of 2025. Big time recruit out of Corona, California. He listed his top eight schools today. That's got to be a terrible place to live in the last couple of years. Washington, Michigan, Oregon, Florida State, Miami, UCLA, Ole Miss, and Louisville. No particular order, right? No, no particular order. I love it. I think we've got a, a, a decent shot at him, but he's a big time target. Six foot, one hundred eighty-five pounds. The number four quarterback and number fifty-six overall prospect in the class, according to twenty-four-seven Sports. This is a would be a, a huge get for Jeff Brom and company. And he talked about after he came to the Notre Dame game, said it's unbelievable how crazy their fans are about Louisville. I also like that they run that NFL-style offense under Jeff Brom. Let's get him. Let's make it happen. Do it. Uh, Texture says, hmm? how soon until Kenny Payne blames the fans? Has he already been kind of doing that? He did a little bit, I think, in the uh, – what was – was I think it was the press conference you played while I was out of town where he was – he did the the contradicting thing where he talked about like yeah. he, he ignores like he, he had no idea how people were like talking about him last year. And then of course like two minutes later he talks about how he's getting texts like five hundred texts a night about you know hundreds of calls, hundreds of calls, hundreds of calls, Trevor. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's blaming the fans, but that's 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 saying that they're not helping a little bit. I think my favorite thing that I've heard so far this year from somebody national writer who was there at, at ACC Media Day last week and said. I went back and looked at the text. I actually told the story wrong. But he said in the same question. I thought it was like two questions later. But he said in the same question, I asked him about people calling for his job after the first six games last year when Louisville started 0-6. Mm. And he said, I didn't hear any of that. I didn't hear any of, of people wanting me fired. And he said in the exact same answer a minute later, he said, I got I, I got all these calls, all these text messages from all these people that were like, are you okay? Because everybody wanted to have me fired. I was like, well, which is it? I know. That's I heard that. That's the person I thought. I was like, just come on, Kenny. I mean, hundreds of calls, hundreds, thousands. But how much better Dennis Evans looks? I was like, I'm getting hundreds of calls about us losing to Kentucky Wesleyan. Hundreds of calls. I mean, he's also calling Mike James like one in the morning. Yeah. What are you doing, Mike? Did they like what I said? <laughs> Texas have have Trevor shirt say thank you, John Cunningham. He's UC's AD. No. I'm t- That'd be the randomness to be like, the hell's John Cunningham? <laughs> I didn't know it was until he said that. Yeah, you have an extra ticket for this event. You can ask Jan- John Cunningham. John Cunningham, you want to go? I do have an extra ticket, though. I-, I wasn't kidding. I got you a ticket. I can't go. 
I know you can't. And I didn't just get it because I know you. Um, here's the thing. Like, those that don't know, like, when you buy good seats like I want to buy, they do not sell them in individuals. So, I don't mind going by myself. But if you want to go to wrestling tonight, if somebody with wants to meet me. I got a good seat. I'll let you use my. T- I'll let you scan it and go in with me. Sit front row. I'll be at the. I'll be going in the. Uh, what's that entrance uh, that the media goes in for the Yum Center? That side east entrance. The media entrance. Is that what it is on the east side, or I guess whatever it is. Sure. Um, that's the that's the way I go in, and I go right up that uh, that stairwell, and then uh, right up to one hundred eight, and then go right down. And I'm right there. Go see AW with Trevor. Nancy didn't want to go. No, she didn't want to go. I didn't invite her either. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to see him watch the dogs. Texas, I feel good about this weekend. Playing at home, we've covered every game by an average of 16 points. Cards by 24 this weekend. That is a crazy stat. You know, we've won nine straight home games, the fifth longest home winning streak in all of college football, and we've covered the spread in all nine of those games. We've been pretty dominant mm-hmm. at the cred, at the Fed, at the whatever you want to call it. Texas, Texas, are we bringing in Elvis Doomerville to stomp on the button on set? That's a great idea. You skipped over the, the text from that last guy that, that oh, brought up me drooling over Vanessa Shaw and Hocus Pocus when she was sixteen. Oh yeah, you did that yesterday. But I mean, I didn't. I, I told you I didn't. I was. I didn't. She had to be in the more than sixteen. I think when did she that movie? Right. I would think so. When did I, Hocus Pocus come out? Nineteen ninety-three. Okay, Vanessa Shaw was born in seventy-six, so she was seventeen. That's legal. Most that's legal, buddy. It's not legal. That's legal. I was watching an SBU last night where the the mom had uh, had sex with her daughter's friend and who was in high school, but it was legal because he was seventeen. It's not legal if you're under eighteen, and there's like that much of a gap. No, I think. Well, first of all, the gap for me at that time wasn't that large either. We're I talking was, about right now. She was older. She's older than me now. Well, no, then. Like time doesn't stop. She's born in seventy six. I'm born in eighty. Trevor, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> The, uh, can we, you just totally shifted focus away from the best text we've got today. I'm Elvis sorry. Doomerville stomping on the button to, to kick off the, the game on Saturday would be a fantastic I'd idea. Bring it. It's, I mean, because he put was a picture of Vic on there. Stomped on by Vic. I mean, get the place going. I love it. What is Elvis doing up to? I wonder. Probably being super rich. <laughs> Hopefully. Texas, if we went out, defeat an undefeated FSU in the ACC championship game, what percentage chance do you give us to make the CFP? Huh? I mean, there's a. I'll tell you right now. I don't. I wouldn't say. I won't give you the the, the percent chance. I'll just tell you there is a chance. Sure, it's like I'm probably like twenty percent. Yeah, as long as there's a chance, I think it's all good, right? I'd say it's more likely that we get left out because you get you already have five undefeated teams. You probably need need those teams to lose twice if you're going to pass them, and then we've got seven other teams that are above us with one loss. We need all those teams to lose. Oh, well, you could see game. Michigan having two losses. They lose Penn State and Ohio State. We don't need to go over the whole thing. I know. Again, I'm not doing it until we win the next two games. Mm-hmm. Then we then we'll start scoreboard watch. All right, that's fine. Text says, uh, "Do you <laughs> do you blame the hiring and reluctance to fire KP? Uh, has anything to do with liberalism, amongst other things that I won't mention?" No, I think it's just you can't really fire. You, you should. This is angry guy, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I, as much as I think that one year was enough for KP. You, you had to give him two years. You you, you should always give it. So a you're not blaming Biden. No, I'm or liberalism. I'm blaming Biden for this hire. Joe Biden, maybe. I think. I think the secret to this the getting this this fixed is in that laptop. But outside that, no, I don't believe it has anything to do with it. Texas, not sure if someone's <laughs> birthday qualifies as breaking news, Trev. It does when it's daddy ass. Not sure it does either. Texas, did you see that on three left us off the rankings? I did see that. Did you see that last night? Because of you, by the way. 
they they put LSU in twice on their rankings. They're like, so sorry. The, thing, the, the, the weird thing about Did it, they really? yeah, they, they post the college football playoff rankings. They had their graphic up, and they had LSU at 13 and 14. And then they didn't just redo the tweet. They just put, like, below it. They were just like, sorry, Louisville's number 13. I was like, can you not just redo the graphic? I know, it's you, a lot of work. You've got some money. I'm sure you have the logos in. Like, I, I've done some of this work before. All you have to do is just retype the name, and the graphic should pop up there. Uh, that was seemed very lazy. I saw some. I don't know what writer was had, had listed the Yum Center as the most intimidating basketball arena in the ACC this year for women's basketball. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, that remind that makes you, a lot that more. Should, that should have been the giveaway. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I didn't even. Honestly, it didn't even occur to me that that was what it was. Okay. That makes more. sense. I was wondering when I saw it. I was like, how are people not making fun of this more? Never mind. Never mind. I see. There were two good. ACC men's basketball power rankings that came out today. The Athletic did it. They they gave their ACC preview out. And they had us that you know they, they do the whole thing where they rank every team and they have like a little description afterwards. And Louisville they had us at fourteen and it just said nope next to it. <laughs> nope. And then the Fayetteville Observer came out with their ACC power rankings. They had us dead last, fifteen, worse than Notre Dame. Great times, super times, good times, very fun times, good times to be here. <laughs> Texas KP may have trouble inspiring his players, but he's inspired me. To change my Twitter handle from Bozak Smith won those games to Spirit Children won all four of those games. <laughs> I feel that KP needs to be honored, and I hope this act of kindness will help appease the Spirit Children gods to give them super spirit strength to fend off the Moon Children gods. Do you mean have to read that text last week? By the way, what's that? The guy was talking about the difference between Spirit Children and Moon Children. It was like no, had I all missed these, that. Had all these crazy names in there, and I, I couldn't pronounce any of them. And I was like, Am I summoning some sort of like weird god? Like I was like, I don't know what I'm even reading right now. I don't know if this is correct. <laughs> Gozer. That's <laughs> coming up. <laughs> Cthulhu? Is he coming? I have no idea what's happening. I'm surprised I wasn't a mo- named like Moonchild. My mom was a hippie. And, I, and God knows what, you know, she, I'm surprised it was like one way away from being Moonbeam or something. Texture says Vatek. Oh, yeah, we need to bring that back. Do you, do you remember that from the oh, basketball they hate game? It. Yeah, Vatek. They, they hate, like, in their game notes, they have like, do not refer to us as, as Vatek. And so we just did it all week and they got furious and we beat them in basketball. I won't do it in basketball anymore because now they're kicking our ass in basketball. But no, Cal's doing basketball too. Might as well at least get some victory in the game. See, I, I did that enough last year where it was like I'm, I'm getting my shots in we're, before. And, I said no, I mean, I'll do it during the game. We're gonna get we're gonna get blown out. Oh well, at least at least at least have some kind of win. I mean, I'm, it's not even winning anymore. It's just it's not fun. There's no winning. Your boy stays there. Said, give Kenny time. He needs at least four years to make the changes necessary to win. I thought the same thing about Gillespie. He also said to you, Jesus Christ, man, can you please get out of the 90s? It's been 24 <laughs> years, man. Oh, whatever. He's, he was one of the ones that was like, I'm going to send you music. I'm like, he, he like wants to send new stuff because, you know, he's he's old, but he tries to act like he's cool by saying like things like no cap because he's got kids that are younger. And he just turns out looking like dorkier than, than, than not knowing what it means. Texas, the switch witch is the, yeah, that's the, that's the thing that... If you give candy, leave candy for the switch witch, she comes and gives you a present. Yeah, that's stupid. I'm not, no, no. In fact, I'm calling CPS and anybody does that with their kids. The thing is, I think Virginia will want to do it when she starts hearing, like, it won't be like a health thing. She just likes presents more than candy. So, I feel like we won't have a choice. Um, yeah, unless that present's an apple. Scoots texts it in. <laughs> the real question now becomes, does that number match Patrick Ryan's, the Bring Brum Home guy? Uh, it does not, I don't think. Okay. I did double check that, actually. Yeah, we'll take it Texas, I think this coaching staff's only chance is just seeing what the personnel does well and then scheming around that only. How about basketball? I didn't think they did anything well. I mean, you're putting a lot of faith in the ability to scheme anything at this point. Well, our basketball team scheming something? Like what? The coaching staff. 
seeing what they do well, seeing what playing to their strengths. I mean, do, if they could do that, I think they would have done more of that last year. <laughs> yeah, I think we won more than four games. <laughs> I would like to think so. Texas Mike, the rumor is there's a rumor that Kenny. Fain, I, I know what the rumor is. I, I'm not. I don't want to say anything about it because I have no idea if it's true or not, and I don't want to give credence if it if it is. If it's not, I, I've got I've heard it. I heard it earlier today. I've got no idea if there's truth to it whatsoever. So I'm not going to read it. I could make a joke, but I'm not going to. I mean, we're right back here. This is the stuff that was happening all last year, all, all two involve, years ago. At least it didn't involve a Chick-fil-A sandwich this time. It was nuggets. <laughs> I think it was actually chicken strips. Because he woke Danny Manning up. Let's <laughs> take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll read some more text, then we'll get ready for the night that will be in sports. Could we have a World Series clincher tonight? We've also got uh, more college football, more NBA, more everything's going on besides NFL. We'll by, talk- by the way, yeah. Uh, for, for say out there, if you think Simon Garfunkel was from the 90s, dude, there's a reason why when I met you at 22, you had no idea who Jimi Hendrix even was. Are you done? No. Show continues next. You're on 141596 on the Big X. Children are calling. Well, now this could be our starting lineup in direction of music. Make that happen. Final statement of the, the day. World looking for Okafor. Final statement <laughs> of the day here. As the Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show wraps up, I just I remember I've got uh, I'm going straight from here. I'll, be, I'll, go, I'll go home, pick up everybody. We've got Virginia's parent-teacher conference meetings tonight, which should uh, wow. starting, should starting, be interesting. Starting to think about going to AEW with me now, aren't you? I know exactly what they're going to say. You start to think about maybe ditching Nick. Honey, I'm sorry. I forgot. I told Trevor to go to get, uh, wrestling with him. I would like it. I mean, it's, there's going to be like, I mean, we love her. She's very sweet. She's very passionate. But when she gets upset, you know, it's kind of, I'm like, yeah, we know. The same routine you're kind of used to hearing. Yeah, yeah it's going to be. Last year, she had, I think last year, she only the only kind of like meltdown she had came after our parent-teacher meeting. So they're like, she's great. She's perfect. And then like later, they were like, we, I need to talk to you for a second. But this year, I know they've been, it's, it's happened before. So I'm sure we'll. We'll have that talk. Isn't well, your I was gonna say your mom's not the teacher. Your mom's the principal, right? She's the assistant director. Assistant director, okay. Yeah, so she's she'll be there, but we will not. You know, I think we're gonna leave the kids with her, let them run around a little bit, and then talk to. We, John's too young for the parent-teacher conferences, so yeah, yeah, they're not gonna be like he's he's playing with trucks. Well, he's doing great. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I do like every picture. He's we, doing well with trucks. <laughs> I, I do like every single bit, and I heard Roush talking about this on the show either last week or a couple weeks ago. Like one of the cool things that I do love that, that's different than when you and I were going to like preschool or elementary school or whatever is now you have these apps where the teachers can like post pictures of your kid during the day and give you updates on what's happening. It's just comforting when they're this little. And every single picture of John from his preschool, he's the most serious kid in the entire world. <laughs> like he's, they all were painting pumpkins last week and every kid is like, you know, like laughing and kind of like, like like reaching for stuff and paint spilling everywhere. And then it's John looking like bleeping Picasso, just laser focused with his brush on this pumpkin, looking like the angriest kid in the world. Like, please don't inter- don't take my picture now. I'm doing something, something very important. If you could, if you could please get out of my face, I would greatly appreciate it. He's a serious kid. 
Get that from me. He likes his focus. He does. <laughs> we, I was looking at pictures of them from like last year, and I was like, damn, he really did go through a Trevor phase. Like every time I look back, that I'm like, Trevor phase. We, we, do, we call it the Trevor phase. Let's hope that's not the, let's hope that's the only Trevor phase he has when, in his lifetime. When one of those pictures pops up, Mary and I, we call it the Trevor phase, where he just was looking. <laughs> he was looking a lot like Trevor for a brief period. All right, five, a lot of babies do kind of have that look. I do have, have a baby look. <laughs> 502-414-1450. We'll get to as many texts as we can here. Let's read them. And then we will uh, look ahead to the night that uh, is going to be in sports and make some predictions. Texter says, this is day three, and I still haven't heard from the KP Mafia. Yeah, they, they've. They, I think they've. a lot of them have been like, we we get it. There's no defending this, which props to them for being like, we're not going to. I mean, some of them are still doing the, you know, it didn't count, we're going to be fine. But most of them are like, yeah, that, that was bad. What do you want me to say? I thought we were going to be better this year. We just lost an exhibition game again. Texas, the thing is uh, with the Kyle Tucker is that his last football article was on October 4th, and it was a butt slapper piece about Stoops, which is fine, but it's funny he hasn't written about them since. He goes one week before basketball season, let's write a hit piece on Calipari. Again, it's all rainbows and sunshine for the football team, but gloom and doom for the basketball cats. It's so tiring. Well, yeah, I mean, if you haven't, he should be right, because he, he does – Titans football now, too. But if he's doing UK stuff, he should be doing, you know, they've lost three in a row now. I would expect something else. I, I can understand that criticism. But I would think he probably maybe has it in the works. He just, uh, he's been preoccupied doing the uh, basketball piece. I think the criticism from, like, the anger from, from TJ and some UK people, which I understand, is that they view certain members of the media as overly lenient with Mark Stoops because he's like buddy buddy with them and you know they're, they're going to Vince Merrill's wedding and he's going on the show all the time and now they're overly harsh with Calipari because he's not coming on their shows or not giving them access or whatever and I can understand that criticism it, I mean stuff like that happens I think at a lot of college programs doesn't make it right but I think we've all had yeah some some similar situations Texas says, if UK is doing a public basketball coaching search before U of L I'll spend <laughs> that would be funny uh, I mean, they would get, I saw Jeff Goodman and his crew, speaking of people that make TJ Walker mad, they were doing a coach's hot seat feature last night on their field of 68. And the Louisville section session was like was seven not, minutes. Our boy Grossman was on there, wasn't he? No, 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 no. Oh. First of all, it's not Grossman. It's, it's John Fanta, but it's, it's. No, I thought he was doing field of 68 too. No, buddy. I mean, I don't know how many times we have to go over this. No. Not confusing all the fat people. Yeah. I promise. I think you are. <laughs> hey, I'm allowed to do it. I am big. It was Doug Gottlieb, uh, Jeff Goodman, and um, Gary Parrish, maybe? somebody, One of the other big riders who doesn't actually work for the Field of 68. They were all going over their coach's hot seat list. And they were talking about Kenny Payne. None of them think that Payne's going to come back for a third year. Uh, Borzella was the other one. Oh, good. And they had a section on John Calipari, and they were like, I mean, this could be coming to an end the next couple of years. I think they should go get Billy Donovan. I was like, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Time is a flat circle. We're going to go back to Dundee, Billy Donovan talk pretty soon. I can't wait. Texas, how many how many stripes are we expecting on Saturday? Oh man, I feel like it's going to be kind of similar to last week. I think we had only well, we we were we were almost like one and a half on Duke. It's probably like yeah, it's probably. Like, I'm thinking more one at the most. I don't think we'll go one and a half. I think we'll do maybe one at the max. I was thinking like one and a half too. I mean, it'll it'll be kind of like Duke. I mean, I guess it depends on the weather too a little bit, but the weather's supposed to be better than Duke. Yeah, but. Bottech, I mean, I guess Bottech, even without a number next to their name, does probably bring more pizzazz than Duke does. I think they do. I think, and I do right. think the weather matters. And I think now that people know that stakes are this high because we control our own destiny, I think you're going to see. But, but again, I think the overall the attendance will be right in that fifty to fifty-four range, probably yeah. same as last week. 
Texas DoorDash stock is up over 7%. Congrats to TK for helping out the American economy all on his own. <laughs> You're welcome, America. The staff, uh, the, the, the show love DoorDash. We do. We're helping out. We talk about it a lot. We use it some more than others. <laughs> I'm going to have meet me at the Yum Center tonight. <laughs> Texas says, fun fact, Mike, my dad and Weber's dad grew up together and were each other's best men at their weddings. That's awesome. Weber? Love Joe Weber. Oh. Joe's the man. Okay. Texture says, uh, Trevor, what's your normal strength of gummy that you take? I'm really curious where your tolerance level is. Uh, I've heard you tell stories before that <laughs> I prefer you to not tell on the air. Where, I mean, the answer to the question is higher than yours, is what I'll say, Texture. At a time, 100 milligram gummies. And not like one. Yeah, I'll it's take just... one at a time. Then I'll maybe a couple hours later, I'll eat another one. <sighs> Texture says, who is VT? I think you guys mean Vatek. Yeah, we're just, we can say Vatek the rest Va-tech. of the Vatek. Vatek. A lamb. <laughs> Thanks for the Dabo segment you all just did is an all-time favorite. Thanks for the laughs. It was, I mean, no, thank him. Thank him and you know who else you need to thank? Tyler. 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 Thanks, Tyler. Love, I can't, I'm never going to get over that. <laughs> Texas Dabo was putting off big Andy Bernard vibes and then since the the image of the Andy Bernard does not lose contests. He wins them, or he quits them because they are unfair. <laughs> I don't remember that quote, but that's a good quote. The first time I, I remember watching that live, and I was dying laughing. I think my mom. I remember watching it with her, and she was just like losing it. I think one of my favorite like under the radar uh, Bernard quotes. I used to for a soundbite on KSR. It was like, a lot of people don't appreciate this, uh, Secretary's Day. I do because it's my stepmom. That's <laughs> 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 like, like, great. Texas says, "Don't worry about the recruiting. We're going to win with effort." We don't need talent. We don't. We don't have talent. No, I mean, the, the talent quote still is grading at me. Forty-eight hours later, I'm sorry, I got distracted also because he ranted at Scooter. I guess during during uh, the James Spears show. Oh, good. <laughs> Look right above that text, like he's in it like nude. It's like it's long paragraphs yelling at Scoots about going after yeah. Scoots. Texas Griff's son looks older than Griff. He does. Does he? Yeah. And Griff's. Oh, Griff doesn't look like he's aged. Griff looks great. Griff looks, yeah. Griff looks almost like almost. I wouldn't say you, I wouldn't say he hasn't aged, but like you look at Griff like early eighties and the Griff now, like it's hardly. In a, I mean, you almost almost can't tell a difference because he did go bald so quickly, dude. Griff does feel like one of the constants in my life. Like where you know when I would see him in the nineties as a kid, people were like that's Daryl Griffith, and now I see him now, he looks the same to me. He does, yeah. I think for a long time I thought I felt the same way about Denny Crum, and then just in the last few years he started looking really old. Um, and still miss Denny. Always going to miss Denny. Yeah. Texas Kenny Payne not being able to recruit is the most is the most least shocking thing in the world right now. Who in their right mind would let their kid come to Louisville and play basketball for KP? I mean, <laughs> the Clarks. Yeah, but he tried. Like, he was committed to Kentucky at one point, then went to Illinois because they kept their point guard. And then left because that was a bad situation. Like, I mean, to quote Kenny. He still had to go to two other places before he came here. <laughs> You're going to hate this one. To quote Kenny, I would say the, the the people who want to send their kids to play for them are ones that come from good families. High character warrior families? High character warrior families. That, well, I didn't think he used character. I thought you said good families. I, well, I'm just I'm, I'm, oh, I'm combining. You're, you're combining the two. I got you. All of his favorite hits. It's a best of. You're evolving. <laughs> Texas says KP just uses the mafia to blame the fans. I mean, Probably. My favorite of all time was the the guy recently who was like blaming me posting the LLS quote on us not lose like like not getting Carter Knox. 
that the women on you 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 reposting, not writing. Me posting the quotes from somebody else's story is because we, is why we won't get Carter Knox. Like, this is why he's like he's like Carter Knox is paying attention. And I was like, I'll tell you what, buddy, if Carter Knox at his commitment press conference picks a UK hat or picks a G League hat, and in his speech afterwards says. I really liked Louisville, but there's this guy there that I think has a radio show, <laughs> and he posted this story with quotes from L. Ellis about like, Louisville having video clips that are played at Arkansas, and that just just pushed me over the edge. I'll apologize. I'll I'll stop doing the radio show. I'll stop talking about Louisville. Period. I'll, I'll just go away. But I don't think that that's the truth. I don't think that's what happened. Okay. Do do we think that as as Muslimin I should replace slash those highlights with the ones from the recent game? <laughs> I did. I was thinking. I was like, he's got some more. He's got some more ammo if he wants to use it. Texas Jerry Glanville used to leave ticks for Elvis when he was the coach of the Falcons. If you were a head coach, who would you leave ticks? That's for? actually a true story. He would leave two tickets every home game for Elvis. It's a true story. I would leave them for Tupac <laughs> or Russmo, Corky, Vanessa Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> She shows up, you're like, you look old. What happened to you? I want the 93 shot. I hold him a picture of Hocus Pocus' video box. I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) What's this bait and switch crap? Hand her a bottle of salt. Can you shake this wildly, please? (laughs) Oh, man. Texas, did you hear that Pat Forty was parked illegally at the game Saturday night and had his car towed and he didn't get home until 3 a.m.? Is that true? I did not see that. You talking about the basketball game? Uh, I would guess the it's Saturday night, so that's football. Oh, that meant football. Yeah, okay, yeah. I had my my car towed behind the soccer stadium one time. I've never had my car towed. It was just because I was they gave me a, a parking pass that was in a weird like spot for just that one game, and I parked in the wrong spot. Don't the media park in the, underneath the stadium in that parking garage? No, no, no. We don't. Not for this is football, buddy. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm brain farting over here twice. Yes, I'm sorry. Texas says, instead of passing out expired fortune cookies for Halloween, give them to the homeless population of Louisville. That was something. Oh, he read that. I think yeah. he read that, that yesterday. Already. Yeah. Doesn't say yesterday. It doesn't, but I, I swore he. I read that him saying. Or did somebody, somebody did say that yesterday. Or are you just like, is somebody actually else just somebody came up with the same idea? No, he did. He sent it on Monday, too. I'm scrolling up. Mm, yeah, we read it yesterday. That's what I thought, yeah. Trevor said no. <laughs> he said no twice now. And, and I, I handed them all out. All the kids got them. That's how busy we were. Texas says, Trevor starts his defense of statutory rape with, quote, I was watching this episode of SVU. <laughs> That's how it would go in real life, too. Texas, big game on Saturday in Braum, I trust Chris the Plumber. Braum, I trust too, Chris. And we he, all trust in Braum, right? I was like, oh, Chris got away from uh, for, from politics here. And then I'll read a, a go up one. It's like, Joe Biden has destroyed the country, much like Payne's destroying of UFO <laughs> basketball. He's the Joe Biden of basketball. Uh, Texas says, just tuning in, did you talk uh, about Daryl Griffith's son talking about how Adidas is the reason we suck? We did, yeah. Texas, I'll give you guys both uh, $1,000 if KP gets a, a year three. Okay. Okay. It's still not enough to make me root for it. No, no. I'd rather not have the money, but I'll take it. Also, at, I, least I, at least I have $1,000 to buy alcohol and drugs to get through it. I'm just now seeing that Trilly Donovan, the college basketball's ultimate insider, has just tweeted out, things are getting spicy at Louisville with three peppers. <laughs> are you saying that things are getting a little too spicy for the pepper? It's getting too spicy for the pepper. I don't know if that's in reference to the rumor that's out there today or if it's in reference to the administration maybe turning up the heat on Kenny Payne. Maybe it's about them having that all-staff meeting for the first time on, on Tuesday. Who knows? 
I but mean, things are getting spicy at Louisville. I mean, things have been spicy at Louisville. It's a, a vague statement that can mean anything. So you get no hesitation. I, I think we, we, are, we are sure we are convinced now that Mark is Al's son, right? The, after firing the, the staff last night after the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think we, we there's. I mean, we had the face and the haircut and the DNA, but I think we're pretty much confident that's Al's kid. Texas says Hocus Pocus came out three days before her 17th birthday, so she could have been 15 while filming. Probably not uh, too as creepy as Scoot, since she's probably the same age as Trevor. <laughs> no, no, she's, she's older than me. She's born in 77, born in 80, so it's not, there's no creepiness. But you're talking about her when she was 15. I was 15. It doesn't matter. You're talking about her now. You're 43. Well, no, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm talking to her now from when she was in um, uh, the show where she did the nudity, uh, uh, Ray Donovan. And that was from 2014. Texas, you don't have to read this, Mike. Okay, I'm reading it anyway. But if Kenny Payne rumor is true, let's fire him for causes. Maybe that player was trying to help the university out. Texas says uh, ESPN also left Louisville off the women's basketball tournament projection. They did. They updated it, though. The Charlie Krem guy who does their bracketology. That must have been just a Clearly being yeah paid way too much money. He did not have Louisville in his last preseason bracketology yesterday. A few hours later, they updated it, and he's got UofL as a five seed. So. Texas says, Mike, I Googled moon children to get all those crazy, long, weird names. My wife and I bet on your reaction to the text, but then we got distracted and never heard you read it. I said you'd probably get annoyed and quit reading it. I think I won. She owes me a new tiger cage. (laughs) It wasn't so much annoyed as, like, I don't know what any of these words mean, and I can't pronounce them, and I'm worried that I'm saying something that I just don't understand that's really offensive. So I did stop. I'm trying to look back to when he maybe, okay, from last week, I guess last Friday. Yeah, it was, it was during the spirit children discussion. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these words. I couldn't even, I mean, good Lord. They fear the stars, pay homage to the dark, and are ruled by the lunar gods. Texas says odds on players involved in the fight, uh, well, based on your odds, the field would be the winner. <laughs> <laughs> some high odds, regard except for Beats, he's the only one in the neck. <laughs> I mean, if I was setting the line, I would. Have, I probably would have done the same thing. Too. Yeah, I probably would have done the same thing. That's not the too, Yeah. Texas, did Titus have you on this week yet? No, he's not. He's not. I just, I just, I don't want to go back on. He had me on to talk good things about football, and we promptly lost a pit by seventeen. So. Titus is not. You're not getting on a Titus show until you get a, a, a window behind you that I can, I can bomb the show. Yeah. Texas truly now tweeting about the little rumors. He is. Texas is 100 milligrams. Jesus Christ, Trevor. Normally I give you crap for not going anywhere and always getting DoorDash, but now I'm just glad that you're not driving anywhere. <laughs> I think people heard me say, I go, I now understand. Texas, do you guys know where I can find the Valvano interview where he presses KP on the talent gap fiasco? I don't even know if they put those out there. Do I they? don't know if they put. I heard it on on Drew's show, and you know they have Bob obviously works there, so they have. I mean, I assume we have the access to it. We should because we have the games on nine seventy WGTK. I don't know if they put that kind of audio like on the Learfield channels or not. I'm sure they do. I mean, I because we have access. I mean, if they have access to it, we should have access to I'm it. Access. I just don't think that anybody over here knows to not get it. Yeah, I mean, I, well, the thing is, usually those the Learfield affiliation channels, like you go there and it's usually just like promos and stuff. They don't usually a lot of times, but. They'll put sound bites on there, but not like post game stuff. Yeah, all I know, I mean, they have it. We should have it somewhere. There should be some way for us to access. But I'm glad he asked the question. Yeah. Texas, if there aren't thank you Tyler questions uh, signs in the student section the next time we play Clemson at home, I don't know what our student section is doing. Oh, I think whoever, the problem is we don't play Clemson at home for like five more years. Whoever Clemson goes to next is going to get the. It should get it too. Texas, Trevor isn't wrong about Grossman being employed with Field 68. He was a producer for Jeff Greer's Cancel Pod. One, it's not canceled. Two, he wasn't a producer. He just came on as a guest. And three, I don't think it's canceled because I think he took over. I, well, I said one. He, oh. It's not canceled. That's, that's, I think, yeah, I think I saw Jack tweet something. About he's taking over the uh, 
the the Greer pod. Is he? The, the uh, what's the voice um, uh, finest? Yeah, he's going to be hosting it now. I guess now. Mm. I knew Jeff wasn't doing it anymore, yeah. but it's still active. Texas says Kenny's one of us. He's one of ours, but no one is bigger than the program. If we are starting to witness the unraveling, <clears throat> excuse me, in the beginning Sorry. of the end, then I hope the fans, players, former players, coaches, boosters, administrators, all realize this isn't personal and it's just business. Just I business. Want, I want people to still love and commend Kenny for everything he has done for our city, for our school, for our program, and are thankful for the memories he's given us. It's just business. It is just business. Texas says if you could pick one coach to replace Payne, who would it be, Mike? Chris the Plumber. I mean, you. you that person that takes that right before that also also said they the one that towed Ford's car, uh, Forty's car. They said I actually towed it. What? Somebody said they towed Forty's car. That that takes her. No, he doesn't. He said they actually towed Forty's car out of the spot he wasn't supposed to be oh, in. Oh, I thought he said and I, towed him I, to I his correct spot okay. in the purple lot. Diener was with him. That's that's what they usually do. Ah, the, okay. The problem when I got to this because nowadays you can park wherever you want to park. Like we had assigned spots, and like I just yeah, it was, it was the whole thing was different. There's no point. In Texas, did Zan try to fight KP? <laughs> that would be the, the best That would be funny. <laughs> if Zan and Kenny Payne got into a fight in practice, would be the best rumor. Texas says, uh, someone linked that Valvano audio on a recent card. Chronicle post. Search the comments, by the way. Oh, well, I guess we can find it there. I'll try to find it. Texas says, uh, Betty, who would be your top three coaches to take over? I mean, if we're doing, I don't, I don't want to do this yet. I mean, Jay Wright, sure. I would love Jay Wright. He's not coming here. But do you know? Yeah, but Patino. Patino, that's my number one. Calipari, Bill Self, <laughs> Mark Few, Larry Brown, Larry, Phil Jackson, Hologram, Phil Jackson. Not, Phil, I, Phil Jackson's I, not he's dead. Like, he's like, I'm not dead yet. I was like, what is that? I think Nixon. I'm not dead. <laughs> uh, Texas Matt Jones saw one U of L fan who blamed KP on liberals and, and Twitter. Jones used that one tweet to say droves of U of L fans are being hateful toward KP. Jones isn't a bad guy, but he can be a tool sometimes. Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean yeah, the they, they played the audio from, I guess, the post-game show on Monday night, and this guy was, was – it was, it was not a good call. It was a bad call, but that's, that's one fan. There are some bad ones out there. Every fan base has them. Some have more than others. <laughs> yeah, really. That's true. Can we get Trevor to read that crazy long moon children text from the other day? <laughs> the spirit children gods need it. Maybe not now, but we'll, we'll come back to it. Remind us again because we don't have a few minutes. We're a little late to do that now. Texas says KP showing fire after the rumors today, so you're saying there's a chance. I mean, what is he? Is KP ever is showing, he showing fire? fire? Yeah, what's like, like I don't know. Uh, like it's like is, I am smiling. Like, I don't know. I can't tell if he's fired up or not. Uh, have we ever seen KP fired up? And if we have, can someone remind me when it was? He did drop the f bomb one time last year on camera, which was nice. That was fun. But, and, it was, but it was, he like walked away from the the, the the huddle and was like, "What the bleep?" And I was like, "Okay." I mean, the most anger I think I ever seen him is when he was like, when asked about his job being in jeopardy after the loss to Boston College in the AC tournament. And I was like, "Of all the things to get fired up for, this is the one you're getting mad about." That was probably the most mad he's been since he's been here. Yeah, and it's like that's the most like, how can you be mad about that? I mean, I guess you'd be mad, but not mad at him for the question, really. I mean, yeah. All right, tonight we got Wednesday night action. Two games, two bad games. Ball State is bad. They're playing Bowling Green, who's just okay. Bowling oh, they're Green's bad games. A four tonight. and a half point. Let's pick the worst one. Seven thirty, ESPNU. Kent State is one and seven and zero oh and four in the MAC. They're on the road taking on Akron, who is also one and seven and zero oh and four in the MAC. <laughs> Akron four point favorite. Who wins? Who covers? Screw AW. I'm staying home to watch the match tonight. Hell yeah, baby. I mean, uh, uh, I don't. I didn't hear what he said the line was. I don't care. I'm just gonna go to the home team and say Kent State. 
Well, Akron's the home team. I'm going <laughs> to go Akron. And it's minus four. I'll go Akron wins and covers. Game five of the World Series. Rangers Ugh. lead three to one. They're on the road taking the Diamondbacks. Does Texas close it out tonight and win their first World Series ever? Yes. I think so. Texas, it's, it's done. World Series is over. I think the Diamondbacks live to fight another day. They got Gallon on the hill tonight. They win. Texas clinches back in Arlington. In game six. In game six on Friday night. All right, everyone enjoy your your Wednesday evenings. We're back with more fun. We'll talk, hopefully, a lot more football tomorrow as we get closer and closer to Virginia Tech game day. Have a fantastic Wednesday night. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow at 3. Go Cardinals. Sports Talk, 1450 and 96.1 FM, The Big X Sports.